No. Whatever. Tony's, Tony's annoyed already. The show hasn't even started. He had the sniffles. He was sick all weekend. Are you live? He's out of like this. Are you? Is, is he live? Is it, he is live. He's live. We're live, pal. Oh, good. Oh, live. <laughs> Oh, why? You seem very ornery today. You, for someone I'm not who ornery. Off, for someone who had a day off, you're very cranky. I didn't have a day off. I worked from home. There's a difference. You sound like the rest of my family. Oh, you're home today? Can you go to Home Depot for me and pick out 75 different versions of fucking L joints? No, I'm working from home. Work, 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 work. Tony's got to work, 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 work. That's right. You do. You want me to twerk while I work? No, Tony's he's got no. Tony's got to twerk, 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 twerk. Tony's got to fuck that. Twerking is the fucking worst thing ever created. But you do it very well. I try not to. My back hurts. Your back twerks. So why you're so oh, grumpy? Jesus. Boo! No, I'm grumpy because you guys are making me grumpy. Can't even fucking right. pick a pay per view. We gotta pick a pay per view. Wait, yeah, man. No, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. We picked the pay per view. You couldn't pick a pay per view. I picked one. You guys said, nope, got to be a fucking Which one did you pick, Tony? Yeah, Which what did one? you pick? What Cyber pick? Slam 95. Okay, you never ever said that, by the way. I just did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if 95 had a Cyber Slam. <laughs> and now Matt's looking it up. Listen, if there's a Cyber Slam 95 and it's on the, on the Peacock, I'll watch it. Because like, it looks like '96 was the first year for CyberSlam. Was it the only one, or did they go to '98? I think they went to '98, didn't they? Yeah, I think they went to '98 too. They did one in '97, and they did a CyberSlam in '98. Oh, and they did a CyberSlam in '99 and 2000. Ooh, holy shit! But those were go. like legit pay per views at that point. Yeah. No, I think so. No, Cyber, come on. CyberSlam was never a pay per view. Ooh, the pay per views were always. Uh, guilty as charged, living dangerously, barely legal, uh, barely legal. But that wasn't like a yearly one. Yeah, it's true. Uh, hardcore happened. November to remember became a paper. Remember, view. yeah. December to, make... December to December. Uh, the best fucking ECW pay per view ever, Kev. That's right. Maybe we should cover that one. We think we did. No, we I don't probably think we did. did. Wasn't it a Christmas uh, turnbuckle throwback gimmick? Or no? Now you're gonna no. get Matt started on the. Throwbacks. I don't no, know. They always went in order, so they did like Starcade '97, Starcade '98. They dictated which shows we watched on those shows. Yes, it was their stupid Christmas show. I thought it was like I thought it was our Christmas show. No, we did our Christmas show separately. It was a joint production every year. <laughs> if it's gonna be that kind of show, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Oh, we got a jam-packed show for you. Kid Bandit joins us early in the show. Steve Mack, a little later on. Tons of wrestling talk. Talk about wrestling. It's WrestleMania season. We got chock full of WrestleMania tidbits and conversation pieces. Uh, We're talking MLW. Tidbits. We're talking MLW, NWA, Impact, AEW. The New Japan Cup starts this week. AEW Revolution is this weekend, which means pay-per-view picks. Uh, that's not very nice, Tony. Yeah, you shouldn't really do that. Doesn't matter. You might as well just give me the third year, the fourth year trophy for three in a row. Three, anyway. three pay per views in, and this I cannot wait to knock. It's it. over, bro. It's fucking over. You're already five million behind. I am not. I am only five behind. No yeah, and I'm closer, behind. right? Yeah, Kevin's only three behind. That's right. Great. Long, long season. Watch your tone, All right? 
Tony. We got a Tony, lot to Tony, talk about. Tony, Tony. Tony's very ornery tonight. And he's going to get it. I'm going to just keep saying it because I know it bothers him. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great word, oh, he, too. Kevin, he fixed his name for you. Oh, all right. I guess it didn't bother me that much because I didn't even notice that he did. Holy shit. Okay. Oh, it's all we... next. Kid Thank you. Steve, Steve Monster Mac, episode 554. Ohio has five letters in it. That's right. All coming at you next. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is Sunny, the original diva of the WWE and 2011 WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to none other than the Shining Wizard. What's up, fuckers? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. What the fuck are you talking about? What <laughs> a fucking loser. Fuck the Shining Wizards. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, one and all, to episode 574 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, live on the rant, rantdmradio.com, live in video form, live and in living color on the Facebook, on the YouTube, on the Twitch, on the Twitter, and taking us wherever you go in podcast form, because we're available on all the podcast platforms. And now it's time to do some wrestling talk. Hey, talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. KJG. Boys, 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 what is going on? Tony, I'm gonna you're it, it's it. So I tried to do the pointing thing on the bonus episode Friday night that we did on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. I'm very impressed that you you now have this all down to a science. Well, because like Kevin's to my right now, so I know if I point to my right, I'm gonna get you because I'm wrong. And now if you're to my left, if I point to you, I know I'm pointing to Kevin. So I just kind of strike it, reverse it, and that's how it works. So it's weird though because you're kind of the way I in my layout you're below me. So do I have to point up to get to you or no? Does no, no, up and up and down is still the same. Oh, that never like changes. It. Okay, okay. Yes. All right. So here, let's try this. Let me see if I can do it. Let's try this. Hold on, Tony. Did I get you? Yes. There you go, Matt. Ow. Oh. <laughs> and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and microphone. Good friend Mike Rofone. <laughs> Great guy. <laughs> Great guy. How are you guys doing? Hey, Braden. Hey, Bergman. What's shaking? What's up, Bergman? LeBron James of something or other? Wait till the, the uh, Mattel Elite figure collecting. There you oh, go. Look at that. That's a Very free specific. plug, Bergman. That's a free plug. Yep. How you boys doing tonight? I feel better. You sound I better. I look, I look better. 
They look oh. the same as you did Nothing? Friday and Saturday. Debatable. All right. How about you guys? Uh, uh, un, uh, um, contrary to what you think, Tony, I'm excellent. And that does not involve uh, making the sex with my wife or action fingers. Making the sex. I, I think you it. were. I think you were up wait, so wait, wait, wait. Kevin. Uh, Tony, when Tony jumped in before the show started, he said, "How are you?" And I said, "Excellent." And he said, "Oh, did you get laid?" And I said, "No." He said, "Oh, oh look, strike that, reverse it. Did you get some new AEW action figures?" And I said, "No, I'm just in a. I'm excellent today. I don't know." Hey, listen. Sometimes that happens, man. You got to be happy. It's tough to be happy nowadays. Yeah, but it, usually when you're like more than happy and you're you're excellent, that may indicate that something above and beyond has happened to you to, to put you in that mood, you know, because everybody can walk around and go, I'm doing good today. I'm doing great today. But to be excellent, it's like like you must have fucking hit the lotto or some shit, you know, or no, if, you walked out of Walmart and you had some free shit in your shopping cart. I don't know. You know, you know if, what I'm saying? If Matt hit the lottery, he would not be sitting here with us right now. Probably. No. You know, no, I'm going to disagree with you. I think if you, you hit would. the Mega Millions, you don't, you wouldn't. Ah, you probably would. You, would you, I, here's the thing: Would you tell anyone that you hit the Mega Millions? Oh, absolutely not. What are you? Not especially me? not on this. Ooh, no, 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 not here. Money. No, no. The succubus is coming out of the world, wanting to be my friend all of a sudden. Like, would you be one of those people that went on the news with the big giant check? No, absolutely not. Are you fucking kidding me, Tony? Uh, Matt Squires brings an excellent point. If you didn't get laid and didn't get new action figures, you could always have sex with your old action figures. I was that would make exact, things excellent. I was thinking the exact same joke. Thank you, <laughs> Matt Squires. <laughs> I'm doing neither. I am not uh, making sex with my toys, you weirdo. Can I? All right, I'm going to take you to uh, the 4chan rabbit hole. Oh, God, uh, why? There's, why? there's a hole. There's a and, hole. There's a whole family. I fuck it. <laughs> Um, there's a whole like thing. It's called hot glue. If you really Ooh. want to Google that, what like a glue gun? Sort of. You're in the right. I mean, hot glue's been hot glue's been around for a while. Yes, it has, but not I'm in the context to... I'm thinking of, Kev. Oh, this is 4chan. Oh my god. All right, never mind. I think Matt's googling the hot glue right now. No, I was talking to our guest. Okay, you. Oh, about fools. hot glue. It's awesome. No. We got something to talk about. <laughs> Do Why do you hate me so much? Why do you, what do you drink there, tea donk? I'm just having some iced tea, donk. All right. That's all. Mm. Well done. I guess Kate uh, missed last week. She wants to know, who is this Kevin imposter? It's Kevin Garifo right above us. Oh, sorry, yeah. kayfabe. I mean, KJG, <laughs> Kevin Joe. Why? What do you mean? Well, I don't know what she means. I don't think she was here last week, so she didn't see you got a fancy new haircut. She, ah. she wasn't in the... ah, ah, that's probably what it is. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank you, Kate. It's not it's not an imposter, it's me. It's D. D. Oh, damn it, it's me. It's me. It's K J G. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I fucking hate when he says that when I'm doing yoga. I like the fucking 12 minute mark. Dude, he just made me do like fucking four <laughs> five count push-ups. My fucking arms are on fire, and he's like, For those who know, they know that's not a People bad who thing. Know, it's no. a good thing. Have you Dude. you have the you have the app, right? Yes. There's like two workouts with the drill sergeant, the Marine. Have you tried those yet? Who's the, who's that? I want to say his name is Ryan just because I don't remember, but he's one of the workouts he does has Zicky Dice in the background. 
So if you haven't seen Zicky Dice, you probably haven't done Ryan's. No, I, I've been doing. Uh, I've been doing workouts with. Uh, I gotta open the app now because I forget his name. So wait, fucking is like, dude, is, it, is that like Peloton where they have like different instructors? No, they're they're all pre-recorded. I mean, they they do have live workouts, but you have to you know, of course, tune in when they're live. But once they're done, they post them up as just regular workouts. So you could down, you know, not well. You can download them, but you can like watch them anytime and do your workout along with them. So. Gotcha. It's God. sort of Pelotonish in ways, but not really. Like you don't Back need any Matt. kind of like other devices or anything for it. Back to Matt's point about he hates when when he said it's me, it's me, it's DDP. I hate it. God, how how bad did WWE butcher DDP? Oh, they fucking ruined him when they put him in a feud with uh, Undertaker's wife. Like not like not even terrible. like not even like like. All right, you don't have to put him in your main event, but what they gave him was like. I mean, it probably triggered all this. It probably triggered DDP yoga, the positively page and all that stuff. But like, like God, it was so bad for a guy that was on top of the world in WCW. Uh, live with Josh. Josh is the one. Yes. I like Josh. Josh Sorry. is a great guy. Oh, you've done the Josh workouts. Yes, I've yes, done... yes. I like Josh. He's, I like, look, anything that is different from DDP is good for me after like, Hold it. Hold it. Love that shit. Love it. Get on the DDPY, people. Why? Because it's good for you. It's fucking awesome. Hmm. You do the, you do those DDPY burpees yet that he does? Those no, are fucking good. Oh, those are good. He does three sets of them in a workout. It's it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, that's all I got. That's all you all got. Right, see you guys next week. Yeah. Good all right. Everyone. Well, this has been a fantastic episode. Uh, <laughs> make sure to uh, rate, subscribe, review. <laughs> God damn it, Squires. The new Yokozuna workout's called Pelotons. <laughs> all right. That's pretty good. Oh, no boom. love. Come on, Matt. No love for the jokes today. Matt, see, Matt says excellent, but I think Matt's like low key. No, in a, no. In a here's the problem, move. Tony. If oh, I man. react, I hate the puns. Okay, I hate them. All right, if I react, Folks, if, if you, I react, if that means incoming pun, more incoming puns. I gotta no sell the, them, sons of bitches. The fact that you just said that means nobody's gonna be sending puns for the rest of the show. You hear me, chat? Send- if no you said puns, we're going to have beef. Okay? <laughs> wow. That's right. I know. I, I got it. it. Took me a second, but I got there. Kevin. Kevin that was Kevin, a great Kevin, guess. I feel so bad for Kevin tonight. What do you mean? Unnecessary. Why? Completely unnecessary. Don't feel, don't feel bad for me, Argentina. The truth is I never left you. All right? Kevin, looks, sons of bitches. Kevin looks great. I look fantastic. Kevin's handsome. That's right. You get a chance to change after work today, and I was like, it's kind of stinks. his ears look a little bigger now, but that's okay. Uh, my ears were always big. I think I think no. the masks are like folding Matt's my ears, ears out. Big. Yeah, no, it happens. I think, I think the masks are folding my ears out. I think is what's happening. Matt's ears actually have kind of receded in his uh, in his older years. He's wearing headphones, Tony. No, but but like his ears used to like you remember when he was a kid, his ears used to be like wah, like fucking like dumb. <laughs> Yes, I remember when his ears were audible. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus.
Oh, yes, KJG really just sing Don't Cry for Me, Argentina. I think he did. I said, yes. well, I, I kind of speak spoke it, sang spoke it, sang spoke it. Yeah, we're waiting for our first guest to uh join us, so we really don't want to start any kind of wrestling talk. Um, oh, can we? I got something we can talk about. Oh, never well, mind. Just here, here so relax. All right, sorry, and let's all be quiet. Why? We're going to bring him in. What's up, Bandit? I am sorry. I'm like five minutes late. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It takes a while to get that hair. uh, (laughs) You're right. That's exactly why I was late. Yes. That's a a (laughs) lot of... You got a head of hair, my friend. I do. There we go. Uh, Is everything good in my end for the setup? Uh, You guys can hear and see me? Yeah, we see you. We hear you great, man. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry. I was having some issues with Wi-Fi, so I was trying to huh. figure that out. Tell me about it. Right. Good to go. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. I know you're a very busy person. and Thank you for having me. I, I know you just had a hell of a weekend. Four, four matches, three states. Uh, yes, I did uh, North Dakota on Thursday uh, for Time Bomb Pro. I did Vegas for <laughs> Level Up. Level up mania, and I did um, prestige last night in Los Angeles, Pomona. Uh, how you feeling after all the travel, all the wrestling? I am having a cheat day, and I am just eating Doritos all day because I, I feel like I deserve it. You know? All right, Thankfully, what flavor? What flavor Doritos? Just the classic ones, you know. Like I, I came home and that was the bag was in the table, and I'm already, I'm good to go. <laughs> so you're straight nacho cheese, nacho cheese in it. I like, I like Cool Ranch. I prefer Cool Ranch better, but I, yeah. you know, when when you're desperate for something to be unhealthy with. <laughs> no, I could. They should make a Dorito like, like multi pack where like it's all the all the flavors in one bag. <laughs> And, but you like you, there's no way to like distinguish each chip, so like every bite's a surprise. That's pretty, pretty genius, actually. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what you're getting into when you buy it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. I would never. What do you mean? <laughs> well, all right. So you're gonna put a nacho cheese in there, right? That's and right. a cool ranch. Then you start getting into those other crazy fucking flavors. All right, we don't got to go nuts. We don't got to go put them all. We don't got to put like the Mountain Dew Doritos in there. Yeah, but- <laughs> I, I don't know where the, the after the OGs, the first two, right? Cool Ranch yeah. and Nacho Cheese. There's a real big drop off where you get some really weird. I'm gonna look the, this up now. Doritos. There's the there's the uh, the the spicy ones, which I have. The, I believe have the purple bag. Yes, the purple bag. Yeah. So if you throw those three in one bag and put them all in there together, I'm dude. I'd be aces with that. That does sound very enticing. Yes. Right. <laughs> when Dorito- when purple. When did purple become the color for the spicy stuff? Like Takis are in a purple bag. Spicy Doritos are in a purple bag. Like who designated purple as spicy? You would think red would be spicy, no? I agree. Yeah, red would be the spicy one. Well, I think I can answer that for you, Tony. So what are like some of the most common colors in the world? Blue, red. They were probably already taken. So yeah, the original Dorito is in a red bag, right? So yeah, yeah. So purple is probably... I mean, there's, o- there's only so many you can do without, like, Microsoft Paint. I mean, honestly, if they really wanted, like, spicy, spicy, they should have made a black bag. I mean, a bag black. I think there is a, I think there is a black bag Dorito. Is there? I think, I think there is. 
I am on the Doritos website and I do not see a black bag Dorito. Right. Well, what kind of flavors you got? That's the bandit flavor one now. I call dibs on that one. You're welcome, Doritos. We got <laughs> apparently there's a flaming hot cool ranch. Oh, why would you double flaming down? hot nacho? Then we it's got crazy. our regular cool ranch and nacho cheese. Don't forget the 3D Doritos. Oh, the puffy ones, yeah. Uh flaming hot limon. Yes, that one's good. All right. Oh, that was crazy. didn't what's his name advertise that? The dude uh post post limon. What the what the hell is post, post Malone? Post Malone. Yeah, he used to do the commercial, remember? Singing to the bag of Doritos. Hey, whatever Matt, happened, homeboy? He hasn't been on re- relevant in a while. Did he dip? Who, Post Malone? I yeah. Seen him in a while either. He wanted us to leave him Malone. No. Oh, boo. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I like this kid. He's a fan <laughs> of the puns. I love it. Oh, love it. <laughs> Matt is a huge Matt is a huge oh. puns fan. So if you've got any zingers, throw him his way. He'll be more than happy to listen. No more. I, I, Look, we could talk. I don't, about I, can, I don't think I can come up with something better than that. <laughs> not, not right now, I'm still <laughs> marking out over that one. That was, that was brilliant. We could talk about Doritos all night, but we're not here to talk about Doritos. We're here That's talking true. with Kid Bandit now. Look, four shows, three states. Last night. Uh, at Prestige Wrestling, loaded card, but you were in a match with Kevin Blackwood, MV Young, Ethan HD, Bateman, and Adrian Quest. Eight months in the business, what is it like for you to get put on this pedestal with with these guys, especially Kevin Blackwood, MV Young, Bateman, fresh off of Ring of Honor, Adrian Quest, New Japan Pro? You just you're in there now. Like, is it another day at the office for you, or your your nerves are all over the place? Uh, it is absolutely not another day in the office. Uh, I'm looking at the card, and I am the least experienced member, not just in that in that match, but the entire card. So, uh, and and because of like the nature of how I got in the business is, is kind of like a viral thing. Um, there was definitely a lot of pressure to not only show out and show out, but also a lot of pressure in me personally to to prove that I belong with all those big names, you know, like, cause like you said, Kevin Blackwood, big name in the Indies, uh, Tyler Bateman, uh, one of the people who's helping train me right now is fresh out of ring of honor. Uh, Adrian quest has been in multiple new Japan, strong tapings, you know, so MB young, big name in the Indies as well, you know, uh, enjoy wrestling's uh champion. Um, so definitely a lot of pressure to prove I belong. How do you think you did? I wish I had footage to like, you know, watch. Um, uh, one of my trainers right now is JTG, who was also in the car, and he approved of you know the, every, everything I did. Um, but I also suffer from being the, the I guess like I don't I don't know the terminology for it, but I am an artist. I treat wrestling as an art, and we are op- often hypercritical of our performances of our art. So it's hard to like gauge that. Everybody said the fans were into me, so you know. So, so they're not just gassing me up, basically. <laughs> so now, when you do it, when you do a loop like that, like the three shows for uh, all these different states, is there any one that you're looking forward to more than the other, or is there just like one night that you think that there might be just a better, a better atmosphere than others? Without putting anyone down, obviously, because they're all important. Um, in the case of this weekend, uh, I I definitely did have like fun 
kind kind of challenging myself almost. And uh, so the first show I did was Time Bomb Bro at North Dakota, which is my very first debut in the Midwest scene. And um, I, I guess like it, it's it's easy for me to see because I perform in all over the nation. So each area, each each territory has a different specific style that they like. So the Midwest is very fast paced, very very flashy. So I have to tap into that aspect of my performance where I need to be flashy. I need to be, you know, very very energetic. Um, the next night, uh, night two and night three of the tour, I was in Vegas and performing in an anime convention for Versus Pro. And anime convention, Kid Bandit, easy. Just make as many references to anime as possible. Um, Prestige Wrestling um, is was live streamed on IWTV. Lots of eyes on that promotion after Roseland, which actually trended, you know, on Twitter. So the people who are watching it are really into the wrestling wrestling. Um, the match stop I was in was a scramble. So just show up, show out with like your greatest hits, basically. So, so that's how I approach this tour. It's every booking was showcasing a different aspect of me as a performer. That being said, I will end up doing um, circuits where I have to. It's it's a lot of the similar shows, so it's I think for the for that kind of uh, circuit, I have to basically just be as consistent as possible, you know, with what I do. Yeah. You mentioned your anime convention, um, and and you you had a wrestling match in the middle of the convention. Uh, yeah. So we had like our own designated like. Um, area where a whole wrestling show was just going on it's like kind of like it, it, like i guess it's like um like coachella or like not fest or something where where like there's multiple stages and one of the stages happens to be a wrestling show you know so we, we did get a decent crowd some some of the people walking by their onlookers they're just at, like wondering what's going on and 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 yeah it was really fun now i know i uh, did a little research before you came on the show and I know speedball Mike Bailey is like your dream opponent and you were on the same card with him last night. So did you get an opportunity to meet him, talk with him? Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually, um, uh, I actually, I did ask uh, speedball for a lot of pointers considering that I modeled a lot of my offense and my style, uh, based off their style. Uh, actually rip, I actually rip off a lot of their moves. <laughs> I just make it a little bit more anime and I'm not afraid to admit that because speedball is awesome. Um, but I try to make it a little bit different, so I'm not just you know anime speedball. Basically, uh, he is uh, very knowledgeable, a man of great wisdom, I guess, uh, uh, for such a young age. Um, and he definitely looked out for me, gave me some really good pointers that I'm definitely applying. I talked to him about like sending him some of my matches for critiques and just learning uh, off of them, and they were very receptive with that. So, yeah, you know, nothing but good things to say about speedball. And you are a Nightmare Factory alumni. You've been on AEW Dark. And if anyone out there is watching or listening and you haven't heard, AEW's coming to California. Uh, and I see you've already put the word out there. And it looks like you've gotten an excellent response from your fans and followers. Um, first of all, the Nightmare Factory situation. Uh, eight months in and you are killing it. How much of that is is owed to the Nightmare Factory? Like. I gotta say, hundred uh, percent is owed to the Nightmare Factory because I came in there not as Kid Bandit, but I came out of there as the character that, that I portray now. 
uh, as a performer that I am now. Um, and had it not been for them really fine-tuning it, and, and I'm not just talking about Cody Rhodes, I'm talking about everybody that was involved, including my opponents, including my, my classmates who I've used as a networking tool, including my best friend Ish, who has helped me tremendously with like all the travel and like the stays and all that. Um, and basically just being surrounded by the sheer star power on the regular, you know, like that definitely eliminates a lot of nervousness because, you know, I'm, I'm sharing the ring with like members of the dark order or, or QT or Cody. So I'm not at eight months in, I believe every wrestler is kind of a mark still like there's, they still have it like wrapped it around their head that, Oh, Oh, oh my gosh! I'm 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 on the other side of the barricade now. I'm not I'm not just a fan. I'm involved um, in California and Los Angeles because of the lack of big names here that consistently perform around our area. It's really hard for us to feel that way because we we don't have ma major breakout stars to go back and um, go back and work the circuit, you know. So when when I went out there. Um, being surrounded by all these AW signed talent, it, it was easy for me to just not get as anxious whenever I get on big name cards. Um, obviously, there's still anxiety. There's still that feeling of like, am I ready for this? But it definitely prepared me a lot mentally for the challenges I have on the road, especially because I blew up really fast. And I, otherwise, I would not know how to handle this level amounts of pressure you know i like last night i wrestled adrian quest i kicked them in the head but i've been following him for years on instagram you know, so it, it was really weird you know it's surreal so i'm pretty sure eight months in you probably have a whole lot of mark left in you and there probably will be that for many many years to come have you gotten any advice on possibly how to handle that when you're in situations like aew or like uh, prestige which is blowing up all over the place have you received any advice of what to do and what not to do in these types of situations or do in 2022 do they just let you be you and and, and you figure it out on your own I feel like if I did ask for advice, I will get some really good advice from people because, you know, I, I think everybody at that point has gone through the same situation, right? But in my case, I'm very introverted and shy. So instead of being an outright mark, I kind of just keep to myself. I'm in my own corner or I'm calling my own matches or I'm playing video games on my phone and just minding my own business because I don't want to step on anyone's toes. That's how I approach it. Um... But yeah, no, I, I I think because the concept of kayfabe is so different now in our in twenty twenty two than it was like back in the day where it's it was still a protect the business vibe. Now it's almost as if the 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 industry of pro wrestling has gone from like hiding hiding yeah. and doing kayfabe to basically saying, oh yeah, so I know I, I beat the hell out of somebody last week. But they're gonna be on my Twitch stream this week, so you know, like, yeah. you know, so come through, you know. So it, it's it's different now, and I think it's almost better that way because it, it it does eliminate a lot of like the toxic stuff that you know people would hold over people's heads back in the day, you know. Yeah, I feel like the transparency is has become every single year. It seems that there's more and more transparency in the in the business, and. You know, old school people might think it's not cool, but I feel like people maybe like 35 and younger appreciate it more because it allows you more access to the people that you grew up watching and supporting and loving. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the appeals of wrestling has always been uh, the larger than life aspect for it. 
like you know and that that's absolutely true i i agree with that um i, I always thought the big show sang his own theme song <laughs> back in WWE. <laughs> I thought I thought a lot of the wrestlers sang their own theme song, yeah, you know, because because like to me when I was a kid they were just all so multi talented, and I'm just like wow, you know, like they're not just wrestling, they're also singers and dancers. All right, all right Ben, I, I need to know who else did you think sung their own theme song? RVD, um, the the one of the one of a kind one, the, not not the TNA impact. Right, right, right. Theme. Uh. I thought uh, Jeff Hardy sang his theme song. I know he did eventually in Impact, but no more words. I thought that was Jeff. That's not Jeff? No, it's that's not it. Jeff. You're right. Yeah, and right. that's a different band. I know because I have it on Spotify. I work out to that song. <laughs> um, I thought Edge sang his, and it, it, it pissed me off because it was such a good song, but I hated Edge growing up. Which Edge Which Edge theme song? Because he had a bunch. The, the latest one? Uh, Metalingus. Or Metalingus. I don't know how The one that he has that. now? That he still uses? <laughs> the oh, one that he uses now, yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Gotcha. Uh, by Alter Bridge. Um, I thought Christian sang his uh, new theme song. Not the old one. Um, uh, let me think. Uh, I thought Ray sang uh, his theme song. Not not the Buyaka one. Because I know that was P.O.D. I got this... I got that CD, so <laughs> I got Reckless Intent, and I, I realized, oh, they, they, these are bands, okay, that they not sing their own theme song. So you thought Ray thought, who's that jumping out? Yep, I thought that was Ray. Mysterio, here we go. I thought he was rapping his own theme song, and I was like, yo, yo, being a wrestler so cool, man. I wanna, they do rap, <laughs> they, they do rock, they, they wrestle, what the hell? <laughs> Which would be believable, because I think he – I know Conan did. I think he had a song in WCW where he did have a converse or something or, or a song on it. So you definitely wouldn't be far off on that if that was your if that was your guess yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah, that that's what I thought. I thought wrestlers were larger than life because they're so good multi-talented. Whereas in my case, I feel like I got a lot of fans because I portray myself as me. Uh there's a lot of vulnerability with how I present myself. There's a lot of like, yo, I'm Literally in the anime convention, just taking pictures with everybody that I like their cosplay of. I'm not like acting like I'm bigger than everybody because I'm not five foot five. Uh, I, I would take selfies and there would be a Deadpool cosplayer fo- photobombing it, like because like that's what they do, you know. So, and, and I think that's what people gravitate towards me with. No, sorry, I am reading an article right now. And I will let you know if Rey Mysterio Jr. sings. <laughs> no, I, I, I found an article: fifteen wrestlers who sang their own theme songs. Whoa, he is okay. on here at number four. Well, a lot of them are like Michael P.S. Hayes doing the Freebirds, the Rougeau Brothers singing the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers, uh, Coco Beware singing Pile Driver, Our Truth, Enzo, uh, Tyler Breeze. Oh, come on, Shawn Michaels, Honky Tonk Man. There's tons Shawn of Michaels them. is on there. Honky Jer- Tonk Jericho. Man. You know, Jericho sang his theme song. Yeah, Junkyard Dog, yeah. Jeff Hardy. Wow. Honky Tonk Man's number one. Of course it is. Come on. Honky Tonk Man, I'm cool. I'm cocky. Come on. Classic. So apparently when he got to the WWE, he rapped his own song. And then later in 2006, P.O.D. re-recorded it. Okay, okay. So, bro, John Cena sang two two different theme songs. Yes, he was number fifteen. That's all right. We got to get Jillian Hall. Jillian Hall. Oh God, sliced bread. 
<laughs> oh boy we created a monster tonight kevin's in a singing mood <laughs> oh, i gotta remember the words if i do the word if i can get the words i'll do the whole song after our guest leaves so bandit you mentioned uh, uh anime conventions cosplay you have your own little cosplay type of deal going on over here right yes look i don't want to be i don't want to be rude them lady parts they look real as shit son yeah i had to do a double take myself i don't know how you do that but good for you that's impressive is that like rubber plant what is it uh it's uh i don't know what the material is it's a prosthetic i buy from amazon (laughs) that's dude look there's if you go to kid bandit's twitter at kid bandit pro uh the profile picture is kid is the person we're looking at looks awesome awesome and and I know you put up the John Cena one a couple couple months ago, and that got tons of traction, man. It really did, yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite cosplay for you to to dress up? I don't even know what the, the right terminology is, so I apologize for being an idiot. You're good. Um, Play, I believe. Dark Magician Girl uh, would be my, well, my, my top one, just because I like Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, and... Uh, I remember pre-puberty me, one of the very first funny feelings I've ever had was towards Dark Magician Girl. So, <laughs> so that there's that, you know. All right. I don't know anything about anime, so I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. My wife, hey, listen, my wife gotta, used to watch anime. I have a but she's got a bunch of DVDs. I was looking at them while I was doing yoga today. And I know we've I've watched oh, what the fuck Inuashi. Inuyasha, yes. And I watched, and of course, Cowboy Bebop. I know a little bit about the Bebop. Uh, and there's another one. Shut up, Tony. I know a little bit about the Bebop. I know a little. I watched the live Netflix one, and then they said they weren't going to redo it, and I was annoyed. And my wife hated it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a controversial hot take from Kid Bandit. I don't think the series was that bad, but you know, people are. It, our opinions are subjective. What's the? There's one. And I don't know what, and it's it's a kid and his brother, and the brother is in like an iron suit. Oh, Full Metal Alchemist! Yes, Full Metal Alchemist. That's the one. And yep. then there was another one we watched on Netflix that they turned into. God damn it! This is gonna bother me. Death Note. Death, Death Note. Yes. There you go. Okay, so maybe I know a little more than I think I do. Yeah, you're I right think, there, Matt. I think Death Note ha- definitely has one of the biggest Western appeal because of the plot. It's very. It's tangled in a lot of intricate plot points and twists. The characters are very compelling, and even uh, um, I think the the problem in anime is it, it does tug in the heartstrings too often without like creating an aesthetic that Westerners like us who aren't really into the anime uh it, like genre itself like we can't we can't really relate to it because uh, a lot of the anime characters are exaggerated. Uh, Death Note, by its very nature, it is very grounded in terms of like the characters that they portray, if not a little bit on the darker side and edgy side, I suppose. But that, that I think that's what makes Death Note such a good anime for a lot, a lot of people. Not not just based off age either. I think I think I think it was a great, perfect anime in my opinion. Now you mentioned before that you take a lot of moves from the Mike Baileys and other people that you grew up on. Um, and then you said you kind of add, a, add an anime flair to that. What 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 makes it an anime flair? Ooh, great question. 
Um, so I, I guess the easiest way to approach like what, what, how I go about moves and flashiness about things is have I seen it in a video game? <laughs> Or have I seen it in an anime? Or if it's something I've seen in an anime, can I replicate it within the laws of physics? Because, you know, obviously some things are impossible to do. I can't fly. (laughs) Or maybe I can. I just haven't. Yeah, not with that attitude, you can't. (laughs) Yep. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that, that is how I approach things. Or, um, one of the other things I do is I watch a lot of Kung Fu flicks, uh, a lot of martial arts movies, which, you know, it's surprisingly, um, there's things, there's stunt work that has been done in film that hasn't been done in wrestling. And it it is, it's kind of baffling because there's such a huge, uh, crossover between what we do and what Hollywood stunt do. So it, I, I feel I feel like um, not a lot of people tap into that yet in wrestling. So if I could if I could hopefully create that like bridge or not even create it, but like help like showcase that this is something this is a goldmine for us to take from. You know, obviously the moves are really hard. Um, there there is a reason why it looks so seamless in film is because there's a lot of takes. There is a lot of angle work. There's a lot of camera cuts if need be to cover up like no no impact. So there's a lot of like control involved. Whereas in wrestling, there there are no second takes. There are no camera angles to hide. It's live and it's go time and good luck, you know. So so that that does make a that does make it difficult. But that is the personal challenge I try to overcome every match. Every time I come up with something new. So have you found? That there is, because I see it all the time on on wrestling uh, social media and Twitter. That there's a, a lot of wrestlers love anime. Have you like have you like have you seen that in like locker rooms? Is that like something? I know you said you're kind of introverted and shy, but like if you know that somebody likes anime or someone likes kung fu movies, is that something that you would like bring up and talk about uh, behind the scenes? Um, I will say that there are people who I thought would be really into anime that aren't into anime. And there are people who I would not have guessed are really into anime, but are absolutely into anime. Um, uh, I think the crossover is just because for a lot of us in wrestling, I, I always saw wrestling as there's the wrestlers that come from like the athletic side of like, there were football players, yeah. uh, collegiate athletes, uh, you know, or, or cheerleaders for, for, um, for some of them or dancers, even models, you know, they come from like the very, very mainstream side of like popular, like the popular kids from high school, like uh, for lack of a better term. Right. And the other side of wrestling, which is like the alternative people, like the geeks, the nerds, the, the people who look at wrestling as kind of like a, a very niche bubble that somehow involves athleticism that like, you know, there were, but they weren't athletes, they're performers and they yeah. went to a wrestling school to learn how to wrestle, you know, and then, and, and they're the, the, the concept of like going to the gym might, might even be foreign to them. Like it is for me, you know? So, uh, there's that, those two kinds of wrestlers. And, and in 2022, there's, especially in the Indies, there is a lot of mixed mash of both. Um, because I think, Growing up in Cartoon Network, Toonami was anime, and it was a cool like it was a cool thing to do to go to Toonami because you're like, yeah, all these other kids they're all just watching Courage the Cowardly Dog and, and Billy and Mandy, but look at me I'm watching Naruto like the cool edgy teenager I am, you know. So I think that that's what I think that's what uh, the gateway drug, as it were, 
for what made anime mainstream was its exposure in the West Coast for, I mean, not the West, the, the Western world through Cartoon Network, through, you know, um, yeah. even Avatar might be a gateway anime for a lot of like people. So, and that was a very popular thing in Nickelodeon. So I think that's why now in, in 2022, even if you're not necessarily like me, that's like outwardly like, oh, oh look at this freaking anime dork, like presenting anime left and right. You have enough familiarity with what it is to the point where you might not enjoy animation that much, but you have, you, like, you probably got invested in an anime at one point. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, one more uh, quick one from me. Um, was there anything that you saw in a video game or an episode of whatever your favorite anime show or a kung fu movie that you tried to do a lot and then were just like, you know what? Fuck this. I can't Fair. do it. There is one I'm working on, and I'm not done working on it. I've done. I I can do it. Like that's the worst part is I can do it, but I am not 100% on it yet. That I don't do it in matches. Um, and it's a it's the butterfly twist roundhouse. Um, it is. Uh, I be, It was in. It was in Star Wars Episode One. Uh, Darth Maul used it during his fight with Kenobi and uh, Qui Gon Jinn. Oh, wow. um, I believe Andy Lay, who played Death Dealer in Shang Chi, uh, did that move in the film. Um, it, it's very common. It, it's, it's it's a corkscrew in the air, but it, it turns into a kick, and it, it it's a common common thing in action films. That uh, Tony Jaa did it in um in The Protector, um, and I believe he did it in Ong Bak as well, and so. Yeah, Scott Atkins does it, you know. So there's a lot of people who have done the move in film, and and it's been in mainstream films. It was on Ip Man at one point. Um, Capoeira, uh, Latif, uh, who played yeah. Eddie Gordo in the Tekken movie. Uh, I'm, pre- he's, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could just make up anything, and we'd be like, all right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I I I'm I, I go off a tangent. No, you're fine, it. dude. You're fine. Yeah, because I'm kind of, like, like I said, I'm dorkly, and, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, research all it. But yeah, yeah, like, they, th- this move is so common in film, but it has never been done in wrestling, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, why doesn't, why doesn't anybody use this yet? And, I, and now that I'm workshopping it, I understand why. It's because <laughs> there's a lot of room for error for it. <laughs> I'm sure if you keep at it, you'll get it um, sooner than later. Matthew Birch wants to know, uh, how much you've enjoyed working for Deadlock Pro Wrestling in North Carolina, and how is the experience like of wrestling Ho Ho Lun at DPW? Oh, you already yeah. know pay per view. Um, so I I always like Ho Ho because we have like I, I like their hair. <laughs> number one, I like, I like Ho Ho's hair. Number two, because like they they just kind of had like a certain appeal to me, and and um, I guess we can talk about a little bit about representation. There's not a lot of non-Japanese Asian wrestlers in in the mainstream feds. So, like, you know, I'm part Japanese, but I'm more Filipino-blooded than uh, I am Japanese, so it's just refreshing. And uh, nine times out of ten, if there are Asian wrestlers, they often get stereotyped into, like, some some very uh, outdated, like, you know, character. So uh, seeing someone like Ho-Holun, who's proud of his heritage, without being like, oh, yeah, my name's Ho-Holun, I'm from China, I do Kung Fu. You know, like, that was... <laughs> That was really cool. Granted, we did end up doing a kung fu match in in DPW because I know kung fu. So, I, like, so I, fun fact: they didn't know kung fu uh, as uh, like I no, they didn't know I did kung fu. So when they saw me start doing stuff, they were really they got they got really excited. Uh, DPW is fun because uh, because I 
I used to uh I used to listen to them all the time, and now that I work for them, it's like oh that's this is pretty this is pretty surreal, you know. Like it, it, I I think that's what made DPW really fun. It was the 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 goal of the promotion is this pretty much parallels my goal as a wrestler. It all comes it all comes full circle. We're talking to uh, Kid Bandit at Kid Bandit Pro, the protagonist of pro wrestling. Almost fourteen thousand followers. How do you not have a blue check mark, man? I don't know. I, I, okay, so I applied for it, right? And they said, "Ah, oh, yeah, we need uh, references." I'm like, "Okay, so here's some articles." And then they never got back to me. I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. And so in the ass. Ten years we've been doing this goddamn podcast, and we can't even get a blue check mark. Yeah, I. I mean, I think it, it's funny though because like I'm I have a I have a very vocal uh, fan base that uses my pictures as well. So some of them use pictures of me as their profile pictures, and I would think I would see someone post something, and they have my picture, and I'm like, did I say that? No, no, this is this is a fan yeah. saying this stuff. <laughs> so the blue check mark will definitely help. I think that would help. Yeah, that would help, uh, you know, weed out all the fakers and all the people that are may not have bad intentions, but still using it without your say so. And using yeah, it without yeah. even I'm knowing. Okay with it, yeah. But I, I, I just hope like no, no, none of them say anything really bad under my guys, basically. Yeah, that's you know what? In, in 2022, that's a real risk that could happen to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Kid Bandit. Yeah. What uh, what can people expect to see uh, in 2022 with Kid Bandit? I hope I get signed. That'll be nice. <laughs> God, that's a that's awesome. I'm not even gonna be. Uh, I'm not even gonna hide about that. I hope I make a lot of money and I get signed. Boom. Next. <laughs> you know what? You can't. It's it's honest. That's but that's what you get into the wrestling business for, right? Yep, I want to be in a video game. I want my own action figure. I want to be able to buy my own car. You know, yeah. I, I want I want a 1967 Impa- uh, Chevy Impala. Boom! Awesome. Those are good cars, man. Let me ask you this though: you got you got all the all these followers and, all, and this huge fan base. Has anyone ever tried to make like a custom uh, Kid Bandit action figure? Oh, you yeah. got them. All right, so you already got. You probably got a shelf behind. No, the- no, no. I they they, they made it for themselves. I don't have it. <laughs> they, oh, they, they didn't they have it. They didn't send it to you. <laughs> No, they, they made it and they, they kept it, but they sent me a picture of them. And I'm like, nice. I, lo- I love it. All right. That's cool. That's still pretty dope. It is really, really yeah. cool. There's two of them, actually. So, yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but you don't have either of them. I do not. I do not. <laughs> have to do something people, about that. people, you got to up your game. If you're making custom figures, you're making a kid bando, and you got to bring it to them. Maybe they're waiting until you come to their area, and then they're going to present it to you. That, that you know what? Yeah, I, I would. Uh, man, man, I, I I'd probably cry if they do that. You know, like if they do that before a match, I'm like, ah, oh, I can't wrestle anymore. I'm too emotional now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm out. That, that, <laughs> no, because uh, it's hand envelope back. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a sad story because that's how I pay for my. I I travel for wrestling, but because of like the me being a newer wrestler, I have to unfortunately pay for my travel sometimes. Yeah, and that's how I afford it. I I used to have a big action figure. Like I I I used to have a lot of like SH figure arts. Um, some of them were loose, some of them are not, and I would sell them on eBay to pay for my my travel. So it is, and growing up with no friends, like. 
you know, like sometimes they're, they're your babies. They're, they're, they're the, the friends that you have and uh, seeing them go to help pursue my dreams. is almost like, you know, selling your children <laughs> to, to no, fund, you know, but hopefully I get to re, re, restock my collection one day. Well, you will when, when you get, get signed, signed you know? when you get signed, man, when you get yep. signed, you will, bro. And in the meantime, go to watermaneuver.net backslash collections backslash kid hyphen bandit. Buy a kid bandit t-shirt. Yeah, thank Help you. Help him. Help him buy his babies back. Help him get to his next show. Help him get one step closer to signing that lucrative deal so he could buy the Impala. Yes, that would be nice. And then thank when you. he's a he when when the bandit is a superstar, we could be like, hey, remember us? Hey. Yeah, I remember y'all. Like uh, I told y'all the sad story about my action figures. <laughs> then, then hopefully I'm rich enough that I can get custom figures for all of you and oh, get, shit, get yeah. them sent to you guys. You know, <laughs> for no reason, just because I have the money to do so. You know, I'll take. I I would love to add another a- uh, action figure to my collection. That's the pro. That's the promise. When when I make it, I'm signing making like Dwayne the Rock Johnson bucks. And I get back on this podcast. I'm getting all three of you, your own action figures. That is a promise. You guys could go to, uh, you guys could like send me this this clip, then, and I, I'll have to hold my, I have to keep my word. You know. Awesome. awesome. I can't. Right. Wait. We're gonna hold you to it because I can't. I, don't know. I hope I don't y'all do. We're not going anywhere. We're, we've been around a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bandit, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I know you're very busy. I'm sure you're tired from all the travel. Uh, we have a jam-packed show, but it has been an absolute pleasure. Before we let you go for the night, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with, uh, your fans, anyone who's out there whose ears this is reaching? Uh, yeah, uh, wrestling is for everyone. If you do plan on choosing this, uh, to if you're planning to walk the path of being a pro wrestler, of uh, a person involved in wrestling, be it podcasting like you uh, three or uh, being a RAV manager, you know, don't be discouraged. Um, it is the it is the most accessible it's been since forever. Because back then, uh, from what the horror stories I've been told, it was such a hard industry to break into. Now you got like ads on the internet for it. Uh, there's a YouTube channel that shows like uh, how to do moves now. So. So kayfabe is a different word in 2022 than it was in like 1980. So if you love this as much as I do, do it. Uh, chase your dream, you know, and good luck. Awesome. Bandit, this has been amazing. Uh, Kate the Great says, uh, what a sweet person. Where? I want to meet them. <laughs> thank, you, thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Kate. Uh, anytime you want to come back on the show, we'd love to have you. And I'm going to slide into your DMs after the show. We'd love to send you a T-shirt, uh, Shining Wizards T-shirt, if you'd if you'd rock it. So uh, I'll, I'll wear. You know what? I'll, I'll wear it the next DBW taping. Why not? Oh, I love it. This if, if, they, if they let me, if they let me. All right, <laughs> fair enough. Hey, fair <laughs> enough. Bandit, it's been an absolute pleasure. Anytime, seriously, you want to come back on, just hit us up. We always Please, will make time I, for you. I, honestly, I'm free every what was it, Monday. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, around this time, Mondays, I'm usually free. If, uh, if not, I prefer a little bit earlier. But yeah, any any Monday's good. Awesome, Bandit. It's been an absolute pleasure. Follow uh, Kid Bandit at Kid Bandit Pro on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. He's got a Patreon. Uh, the What a Maneuver. He's got T-shirts. Get them, grab them, support Kid Bandit. Uh, a lot of people on uh, on the Twitter feed love to get Kid Bandit trending. He's got a huge fan base. Um, Follow him. So be along for the ride, because then he yep. 
on his contract, then he's got to make custom figures of our ugly mugs, and that's going to be something else, people. Hell I yeah. Don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> thank you so much. Bandit, thank you. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Thanks, Bandit. Be well. Oh, sorry. I think I cut him out of there a little early. Uh, Kid Bandit, that was fun. That was a what a great person. Uh, I hope he's. I really do hope the bandit uh, becomes like a, a household name. I mean, I think you. I don't see how he can't, based on that talk. Like I, I, I mean, who wouldn't want to be around that guy? No, right? he's good people. Right, good people. Matt, no, Matt. Dare no. I say? Tony, oh. dare I say? Top Go five. Yeah. Talked about the we talked about Doritos for like the first four minutes of the show. That's incredible. And we talked about prosthetic boobs and yeah, yeah. That got away from me. And Matt, the only reason Matt's DNM him, he's like, oh, he's he's sliding a t-shirt in there, going like, yo, can you hit me up with that link for them boobs? Well, did you see the tray? It's on Twitter. On Twitter, there's there's boobs. Breast. Boobs. Yes, <laughs> that, like you could, they're they light up. So like, light up boobs. Light yeah, up boobs. so they're like implants, or I don't know if they're inside or outside, or they're on top or where they are. But you like they, you could get colors of what you want your boobs to blink as. Did you know if a if a breast is big enough, you could put a flashlight under it and light the whole thing up? Is, are you trying to do a commercial for that? No, I'm just saying. Wait, you're well, yeah, of course. Yeah, if the okay. <laughs> but you can put a salami in there too, and it'll, 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 it'll light up. It'll... What? Wait, what are you Wait, talking what? about? Wait, what are you talking about with the flashlight? You can put anything under in a, in a boob that's big enough, <laughs> right? What was the point about the flashlight? We got a couple minutes before uh, <laughs> Steve Mack joins us, so uh, let's do let's do a Come little on. talk wrestling talk here. Uh, it's WrestleMania season, yay! And, uh, the the rumor mill is just oh, brother. I don't know. Tony brought it up this morning. Um, did we talk about Owens and Austin last week? I don't think we did. I don't think we did either. I think we like we recorded a whole lot of stuff, so we definitely mentioned it. At some point, if it wasn't last week, it was the week before. No, I don't. I don't think it came up. I think it was on the itinerary, and we might have mentioned that it was a topic that we we're going to talk about. But I think it got away from us. Yeah, it could have been a bonus show. It could have been a, a Patreon stuff. I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned, or or Matt, or somebody mentioned Owens versus Austin was a, a lock almost. Or if if Austin was going to wrestle, it would be that match. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a lock, dude. Like, I don't look. A lot's changed. Like, Daniel Bryan was out for a long time. He was cleared. Edge was out for a long time. He was cleared. I mean, maybe Austin's got one more in him. The guy's in phenomenal shape. I mean, you watch him anytime he does uh, his podcast or one of these like Broken Skulls. He like he's constantly working out, dude. Uh, I haven't heard anything about him training in a ring. I would imagine if this match was going to happen, he'd be doing that already. So. He, he chose Kevin Owens. Like he's always said, like Kevin Owens, like I'd love to get in the ring with him. So, all right. So I listened to uh, one of Jim Ross's latest podcasts, and Jim Ross didn't oh, really know anything about it. Trash of trash. Yeah, exactly. And so he doesn't he doesn't think it's not going to happen. But he also like 
I don't know if you would actually spoil it if you even knew anyway. You think I know these things? Come on, Connie. Oh, oh the dirt, Connie. Connie, oh, they, Connie. Gotta get the dirt. Oh, those cheeks. Austin's, those cheeks, Austin's 57 years old. You think he needs a push? You yeah, think Austin wants his push? Uh, gotta get that push, Connie. Oh, gotta get that push. Oh, oh, the dirt. The dirt. Oh, we gotta get our dirt. We can't lose our spot. Oh. <laughs> Oh, gotta protect, gotta protect our spot. I love. I, I don't know, man. As cool as it would be, I don't. I don't know if I want to see Austin in a ring. I'd be too afraid that he's gonna get hurt. Like he had some serious shit, dude. I mean, like, he I, clearly I, did not retire on his own terms. And the the last WrestleMania, what was it? WrestleMania nineteen. Like he was in fucking terrible shape the night before. That shit almost didn't happen. He was in the hospital the night before. Well, yeah, that's because he got all fucking ganked up on fucking Red Bull and shit, man. Well, because he was also in a lot of pain because his fucking neck was all screwed up. That's why. Fucking injuries, man. They put well, you on the meds and they send you down I, a bad path. I mean, compared to the people that are still are also rumored to wrestle at WrestleMania, I'll take Ooh. Austin over. Dude, this is... Th- it's 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 sickening. Now let now before you get to that point, Shane McMahon, Seth Rollins was on the table for this. You know what I'm saying? But this is what we're gonna get. Like this is this is what's in the wheelhouse right now. What Matt's about to tell us about. No, I just I don't. Come on, but, man. It's I I'll get there, but it's just not. This is not. You know we're gonna look. If you're a part of our Patreon, we're gonna record a. a a bonus episode for our Patreon supporters. It's going to be our top five WrestleMania matches. I can't speak for Kevin, and I think I can kind of speak for Tony. I don't think me and Tony have a match beyond WrestleMania 15. 20, maybe. Uh, WrestleMania is like, this is, this, this is all on paper. This looks like dog shit for me. Well, so far we've got the unification match, which I get it. A lot Hold of people. On. Do you hear the news? There will be, it will be a unification match, and it will be, uh, according to some reports, it will be like a Triple H big gold belt after, where they will just give it the title to a title to somebody else. Uh what? What for real? Or is this just so they, like bullshitting? So they didn't say unification. They just said winner take all. No, so first it came out unification match. WWE announced that it would be a unification match. Paul Heyman used all of those words, every single variety of those words on SmackDown on Friday. Why do I know? Because I watched our boy Jay George on SmackDown on Friday. And then, but yes, Paul Heyman said winner take all, title for title, unification. He used all the euphemisms, every single one. And then let me, I think I have it over here. The reports are saying that uh, the wrestling industry is, is, let me find the exact. Excellent. uh, I'm sorry. Just give me one second to find this stupid news article. Well, the other match that we didn't talk about, I mean, it was Shane McMahon, Seth Rollins was in the hopper until Shane McMahon got fired and they threw all that shit out the window. But Kevin, do you have any interest in seeing Mr. McMahon get back in the ring? And if you do, would that interest be in a match against Pat McAfee? Um, actually, yeah. Really? Like, just just because, like, what, like, it's like the whole train wreck argument or the whole, like, car crash. You don't want to watch it, but you can't look away. 
Yeah, but I think that's pretty dangerous. Like, look, um, Luther. No, no, all right. First of all, I don't think he's going to be in a match. It'll well, be all bells and whistles. He's not going to. I mean, that's, the- that's the other thing, too. Like, Hulk Hogan was in a, a, a match against Sting. And then, you know, like, just, yeah, just other shit. Right. Oh, Vince, Vince, Vince and Bret. Bret Hart. Bret yeah. Hart, yeah. And Vince. But then again, that was also Vince, what, 10, 15 years ago at this point? Oh, like he's you watch, 76. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you watch Vince now with this Austin Theory shit, and it's like, like he's just a fucking old, like, man. Like, I get it. He's still big, and he still works out and whatnot, but he's he's a fucking old man. Oh, I think yeah. that's the angle. Uh, Kevin said bells and whistles. I think they're going to set it. So Vince is going to be on the Pat McAfee show Thursday, because that's where oh, Aaron is. That's where Aaron Rodgers goes to say stupid shit all the time. So this will fall right in line with that. Um, But a lot of people, I saw this report, I think Saturday when we finished doing our bonus show uh, and I put it out there and a lot of people seem to think that it's to Kevin's point, bells and whistles, and you'll see Austin theory against Pat McAfee. Any chance it'll be a tag match with Austin and Vince where maybe Vince does one thing. Cause like, you remember it wasn't too long ago when they tried to recruit, uh, uh, who was uh, not, uh, 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 Gronk? And then there's videos of Vince taking that bump that Gronk was going to do. He did it himself on those pads. If there's a way that they can gimmick something like that to make it look like Vince did something, I could see that happening. Sure. Yeah. So it might be like maybe like a, a Vince Austin theory versus Pat McAfee. Maybe bring in a football guy. Maybe bring. Oh no, you can't do that. You have to bring in. Yeah, you can't have two football guys wrestle. Vince McMahon and Austin Theory. There you go. Kate says, "Oh God!" Against Pat McAfee and Corey Graves. I'll take oh. it. I'll take it. No. Oh. What do you mean? What are they giving oh. us now that you really care about? Who cares? I want to see Brock and Roman. I am fucking. I am so interested in this match. You have no idea how much I want to see this match. I and I know at the the memes have been going around where this match has happened a billion times. I fucking love what Roman Reigns is doing. I love this fucking face Brock Lesnar, baby face Lesnar with the cowboy hats, yeah, calling everybody dicks. It's fucking amazing. It is good. It is good. I can't I wait to see agree. it. I can't wait to see it. But all right, so if we are going to get Vince McMahon in some shape, some way, shape, or form, I think that Kate's suggestion. But wait, Corey Graves. How would Corey Graves get himself in there? I don't know. I'm just hoping you, this got, is... uh, you got a month to figure it out, right? I, yeah. I'm hoping this is like a cinematic thing and that's it. Oh, that's uh, it. Also, well, we haven't done that in a while. I don't think they'll do that for WrestleMania, would they? No, Unless they I do mean, like a, a stadium stampede or a backstage dude, thing. It's, or it's half Jerry World. 80,000 80, 80, people. I don't not doing I feel this. bad for any single person that paid to go to fucking Dallas for this. I really do. This is Why? The- they're not paying for that match it's not look the whole wrestlemania i just don't give this is just me i have not yeah transparency i've not sat down and watched wrestlemania in i think the last wrestlemania i watched start to finish was uh uh uh, brian danielson and and triple h opened the show and then wrestlemania uh, 30 was that 30 yeah i think that's the last time i watched a full wrestlemania well, I mean, it, it's and now it's two nights of four-hour shows, bro. I have zero. I have. I know it's like, I know it's the Super Bowl of wrestling. Whatever people want to, fu- I have zero interest in it. You don't care about seeing Brock and, uh, really? You don't Not care about really. Charlotte and Ronda? No. What about what about the potential? What if Cody's inserted somehow? Any interest there? 
I'm not. I will. I won't sit down to watch it. I'll watch a clip of it. But that's just like, me. That's the way it's been though. The last eight years for me, I just don't give yeah. a shit. I can't. If I, I, can't if I told you, you, if I told you, bro, you got to check out the main event. It was amazing. You wouldn't sit down and watch it. I'd watch the main event, but I'm not going to sit through fucking eight hours yeah. and two nights. No, that, I mean that. That's... Logan Paul and the Miz wrestle Rey Mysterio Jr. and Dominic. Uh, Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Why is that for the IC belt? By the way, it looks like they're setting it up that way. I mean, this is they're really taking like, and I'm sure they've been doing this since WrestleMania one with the celebrities, but man, they are really fucking jamming it in your ass going forward. Logan Paul's in a match. Johnny Knoxville might be in a fucking match. Pat McAfee's involved. Like, no. Bad Bunny's but, always lurking around. Yeah, we have yeah, Bad Bunny in the car- Even though I would, I would take Bad Bunny over anyone. Really, it's like most. A, I take Bad Bunny over half the roster. It's, to it's too. It's too much with the celebrities, though, because then when the celebrities start doing it, everybody gets the impression that they can do it, and that's not what wrestling's about. You it's know what I'm saying? Too, but it's not. But at the end of the day, it's not up to the people that think they can do it. It's up to Vince McMahon who allows them to do it. That that's the point. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Hundred percent. To put a bow on this before we let uh, Mr. Mack in here, the quote I found about the unification title, mm. I was told that it's not feasible in the modern environment to not have each brand, given the two networks, have a champion. So this will be a unification match, and then they will not forget about it, but there will be two, two champions. Yes, and probably that means that whoever wins will be on both shows for a little bit. Mr. Mack! Yo, what up, guys? How's it going? Look at you. You look so handsome. Very handsome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I feel like handsome. such a bum. My head isn't shaved. I'm, my beard isn't trimmed. I'm bumming it today. But I'm hanging with you guys, so I'm feeling good. That's all right, man. You got you to bum it once in a while. It's all good. <laughs> now, I, I know when... Going? I know when we were re- when I had reached out to you about our ten year anniversary, you had uh, thrown out a little tidbit about uh, yourself, and I don't want to put the, the 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 length of it on there because I would get it wrong. But you are also celebrating an anniversary, no? Yeah, uh, beginning of February was my twenty fifth year that I began my journey into professional wrestling. Um, Low Life Louie used to have a we used to call it a company, but it was pretty much a backyard wrestling indoors uh, company. And um, he had invited Loki and myself. We were cousins, grew up in Brooklyn together, and we all went to high school together with uh, Mace from Christopher Street Connection and a bunch of other guys. Invited us down, and uh, we did, uh, I think it was like five matches each that first day. Oof. And uh, we taped it for public access TV, and it's I've been a professional wrestler ever since, you know. Did uh did every match have some form of dildo in it, or was that later? <laughs> no, no, that came like a couple months later. Yeah, once the couple the months Marv Albert thing happened. Yeah, once the Marv Albert thing happened, that's when the dildos came out like crazy. <laughs> I lo- look, we all love Louie, but I can never not mention uh, the drildo or a dildo anytime <laughs> his name gets brought up. I don't care who the guest is. <laughs> well, the best is that. I always like think back to that and I haven't watched that in a long time, but when uh he beat he beat me for the IWW title with you know, he had his dildo in his purse and uh <laughs> but the thing was it wasn't a real dildo, it was a salami carved to look like a dildo. So <laughs> I sold it awesome too, it was great. <laughs> that's the 
That's the second salami reference of the night tonight. Yes. And that's incredible. I actually just, I saw Louie not too long ago and it was great to see him. Uh, any, any updates on how he's doing and what, what he's up to? Louie is doing awesome. He's been, uh, I got him into Titan Championship Wrestling with me down in, uh, you know, Jersey Shore. And um, he's been doing his thing. We're actually uh, teasing towards a little bit of a storyline, interacting with each other against each other. Uh, but he's been actually, we've been, you know, uh, partners uh, ever since, you know, the beginning of wrestling. So, you know, we're doing a little, uh, we're going to set up a little one-on-one eventually, but uh, we're planting the seeds right now of that. And you mentioned uh, Titan and uh, March 12th, you and uh, Victor Benjamin, who is uh, NWA power. He's Lady Frost's husband. He's a peanut butter fanatic. Uh, and you guys go one on one for the first time. Well, um, you know, I actually saw a post that she put out today about him drinking peanut butter whiskey, and like it does taste delicious. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but if you put some of that peanut butter whiskey into chocolate milk, it tastes like Reese's peanut butter candy. Oh, and I bet you now. he didn't know that. But see, the Steve Monsimac knows that. Jeez. Right. Now yeah, I want see, now everybody mind blown. Oh, yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's like, a terrible, terrible thing. And and if you take that same peanut butter whiskey and you mix it with grape, um, what is this? Jelly? Uh any type of grape drink. It tastes like peanut butter jelly sandwich. Oh my god. Matzo, what are you what are you doing? What are you doing to us, man? Listen, that's what I'm here for. I bring the culture and the class to this. this yeah, but anything like that is dangerous because if it tastes like a Reese's peanut butter cup, I can drink like a thousand of them and then Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A bad scene. Especially oh man, that the first time I discovered that that chocolate milk and the uh the the peanut butter, oh my god, I was just like, what the hell did I just put in my <laughs> mouth? This is so good. So good once it touches your lips. <laughs> Uh, they don't come much better than Reese's peanut butter cups. And if I can get that in beverage form, I will IV it into my veins. You definitely need, I'm telling you, go out this weekend and get some and try it. And you're going to be like, thank you, Steve. Oh, thank you, Steve. I'll say it in advance. <laughs> I kind of want to go out now to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 25 years in the business, um, you've been a part of a lot of, of excellent things, awesome moments. Uh, and one that I have to bring up, of course, Ring of Honor, um, one of the originals. Um, what was what was your mindset when you hear that that you know they were going away? Were you a little heartbroken, sad? Uh, I was kind of hoping that the Hit Squad would show up in Baltimore to challenge the Briscoes, but we got FTR. So, I mean, listen. I'll take the FTR over the squad any day. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of both teams, but, you know, FTR, if I can watch them work, that'll be awesome. Um, honestly, uh, I haven't had a good place for Ring of Honor in my heart for a very long time, only because it felt like they forgot about their past and what brought them to the table, you know, and, and that happens with every company. I mean, you know, when was the last time Vince McMahon really brought out one of the real stars from the 80s back and used them in a proper light? Like, even Bob Backlund back in the 90s, he kind of made him as a joke, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, his father used him as somebody as, you know, top draw for a long time, and for what, you know? Um, so, I felt like with Ring of Honor, they just totally forgot their roots. 
And, you know, they showed some love by bringing in Homicide. And, you know, the Briscoes were always around. But the Briscoes, they exceeded, like, anything from what we, when we were wrestling with them, they just, like, went to a whole totally different level. And they evolved into their own specific thing. And, you know, it was bigger than anything the Hit Squad, SAT, or any talent from back in the days, Backseat Boys, you know, and, and they just transcended everything. So they were on a different level. But I really felt like they should have brought in more, um, you know, of the throwbacks. And uh, no matter what, it, it did bother me also when they tried to eliminate uh, the Hit Squad from the first show. Because, you know, they messed up. They let commentators speak openly. And listen, I love Steve Carino. But, you know, Steve Carino used a lot of terms that if people, you know, said it today, wouldn't fly. You know, and but back then it was a different time. And you could say that all day, but some of these people never understand that. They'll never get that. And, you know, they tried to cancel the hit squad from, you know, Ring of Honor history. But the fact is, we were the first thing that you ever saw in Ring of Honor. We were the one of the first talents that signed to perform Ring of Honor. And, um, you know, a lot of it was due to what we were doing on the indies back then. Um, our style, Homicide, Low Key, SAT, Hit Squad, uh, Red, you know, um, just all the stuff we were doing at JP, at, you know, USA Pro, which, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are like USA Pro, but Frank Goodman had a big deal back then, you know what I mean? And he used a lot of us and we put us in positions where we can shine and Feinstein and Doug Gentry, those guys were taping all those shows and they saw firsthand who were the guys to use. And, you know, they used us and rightfully so, because we were the guys that were making the most noise. We, there's no doubt we all would have been ECW if it would have lived, you know, it just would have been a matter of time. But instead we went to Ring of Honor and created something there. So, you know, it's always something special, but you know, at the same time, like I said, it, it had lost some of its love in my heart just because of how things went. They never acknowledged any of their original crew. And that first year, I mean, we all had to go out there and we didn't know people were going to really be into it, you know, and we had to go out and put on a show no matter what. And we're the ones that drew that first group, you know, Feinstein had the promotion behind it, but you know, if we're not going out there killing ourselves, those do those fans even come in and check out the product, you know? So yeah, I just, a little payback would have been nice. Right. I know you did the, uh, you did the apron bump podcast with Kyle. Cause I've done a couple episodes mm-hmm. too. And actually we watched, uh, an old ring of honor show. The commentary was bro. There was like a girl in the front row. They're like, Oh, that, Oh, look at the girl in the front row. And someone was like, dude, she's like 14. And the, the other commentator was like, Oh, she's kind of hot. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what and, and listen, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and say I'm innocent because I know I've said stupid things on commentary too. Of course. But again, people could, people knew that there was, you had a sense of humor and, you know, you could say certain things and get away with it because, you know, you were joking around for the most part, you know, there are some predators out there who got away with some stuff, but for the most part, you know, I, I you could say certain things and not have to worry about it. Now it's a different story. Now everybody's real sensitive to things and you got to watch what you say all the time, even if it was 20 years ago, you know, which is kind of ridiculous to me, but whatever. You know, it is what it is. That's why we scrub our we scrub our catalogs every week. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I believe it. (laughs) I believe it. 
<laughs> so Mac, uh, so with, with the uncertainty, I know you're saying that you don't have a, a super soft place in your heart for Ring of Honor, but with the uncertainty of, the, of its future, if there is future Hall of Fame classes, are the Hit Squad Ring of Honor Hall of Famers? If we are, it wouldn't be until like the third or fourth class. Um, and the reason why I say that is because we weren't there long enough to really, I mean, we were only there for a year and a half. And we, well, like I said, while we did bring in, you know, the people to watch the product, um, there was a lot of better talents. I mean, Kings of Wrestling, right off the bat, Cesaro and uh, Chris Hero. I mean, I, I could, I would never fight anybody that said they were better than us, you know. Uh, Charlie Haas, Shelton Benjamin, the world's greatest tag team. That's a legit thing. You know what I mean? There's a lot of tag teams who, if they got put in before us, I wouldn't have a problem with. And to be honest, if I don't make it into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, that's okay too. You know, I I always say it like this, and you guys have known me for a long time. Yeah, I'm a short, fat Hispanic guy from Brooklyn. I didn't expect to do anything with life. I just, you know, uh, this is cool. But then somehow miraculously i became a pro wrestler and i was able to travel the world make a lot of good friends make some money and have a really good time doing a lot of things that nobody ever thought i would you know and i know i didn't think i'd do you know 95 percent of the things that i've done so i'm grateful for anything that happens and you know like i said if it happens it happens if it doesn't i'm not going to cry about it because it's not something that's in my mind like oh i gotta be in the ring of honor hall of fame now homicide doesn't get in then that would be a travesty of justice to me. You know what I mean? Homicide is the reason why Ring of Honor exists. The sole reason. He trained guys and he was a star. And he helped with the background, you know, helping gave book things and creative decisions and stuff like that. So, you know, that's someone that needs to be in. And he should have been in this first class with Joe Punk and uh, Briscoe's and um, American Dragon. 25 years you think you'd be doing it that long not at all no uh honestly i was ready to give up at like 15 years um and like i was in a really just eh, what i'm not gonna get to tv i'm not gonna little i know at like my 20th year i got to work for WWE, which you know i never saw that coming you know what i mean um but i just was ready you know to just let it go and Honestly, I've been ready for like the last two or three years to just walk away. But I'm like, yeah, let's make, let's see if I can make it to 25. And, you know, right now there's no real, I don't see an end game. But at the same time, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So like when I walk away, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is Steve Mack's retirement. Because I've learned that everybody who says they're going to retire comes back. So I'm just going to disappear. You're not going to see me anymore. You may see me every once in a while. You may not. I really can't tell you're you. You're going to deprive I mean? us um, of the uh, of the boots in the ring, or uh, no? I'm not going to do all that. You're not going to do. So. Come on! I want Steve nah. Mack boots. No, no. See, like as cool <laughs> as that tradition is, the problem is I know I'd want to be back. There might be a chance at 60 where I'm like, you know, I could really wrestle that Joey Janela kid, and you know, we might make some. Yeah, you know I'm saying like, <laughs> okay, hypothetical question. You do no, decide you're going to leave your boots in the ring. But the caveat is you also get to sing a song on the way out. Oh, shit. What's Monster Max singing on his way out of the ring? A little karaoke style. 
says Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. What? <laughs> nice. What? Nice. I did. Yes. 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 But then there's a part of me that's like, but I could do Journey. Don't stop believing and everyone will join me. Ah, yes. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you got to weigh it out. Do I want to sing it by myself and lead the group or do I want to sing with the group? I think so enough people. It really depends Jesse's on the, girl, the mood. Was that? No. I think enough people know Jesse's girl. Nah, they know the chorus. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, everyone knows. Don't stop believing. So yeah. sure, but it'd be cool if you could sing like the verse and then you put it out for the chorus. You hold the mic out and everyone sings. Jesse's yeah, girl. So I, I don't think the gap is that is that far off between the two songs. No, I mean crazy. to me, I, what I don't know. There's a little bit of a gap. A little, but what I would like really is. When Jesse's girl, you know, is towards the end to you know start doing the clap above my hand. There Jesse's you go. girl, you know, what I mean? clap. Like, like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the get clap. everyone into that, and you know, like I could totally see myself going nuts with that. Yeah. Would you want to keep it in the same ballpark as Rick Springfield and just do Jimmy Hart's "Eat Your Heart Out," Rick Springfield? I would try, but you know, I listen. I was just literally ta- right before I was watching "Best of Demolition." And fucking a. I was telling my girl how <laughs> Jimmy Hart sang their entrance music. And I'm like, I wish I could be as talented as Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart is so mega talented that he can do all these things and sing Demolition's theme song. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Yeah. What about Sweet uh, Caroline? <laughs> what about Sweet Caroline? I think Sweet uh, Caroline is more, but that's more ballpark of Jesse's girl, dude. You can't tell me everybody doesn't know the words to "Don't Stop Believing." Like everybody knows, yeah, no, 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 Jesse's. Everybody knows that part, but "Don't Stop yes. Believing." Everybody knows that song front to back, sideways, every single lyric. Yeah, but it doesn't get ex- the, cli- the the climax is until the chorus, so it doesn't make a difference. I think the chorus. Oh is this- come on! No, for "Don't Stop Believing." What? Dude. It makes a oh, huge difference. We have uh, two different conversations here. Uh, in a lonely world, everybody knows. Well, the this is what yeah, I you know you're right. You're right. When you you're right. hear the opening of "Don't Stop Believing," everyone becomes. Yeah, you're right. A you know, small town girl living in a lonely world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. you're right. You're right. Hundred percent, dude. It's just like Enter Sandman. Everybody knows every fucking word to Enter Sandman. Yeah, yes. same deal. Nah, yeah, yes. you're right. I agree. I think now, one of my like... favorite memories in wrestling was the night that Sandman came back to ECW and I didn't know he was going to be there. I found out, but as the show was starting, one of my friends was like, Oh, Sandman's coming back tonight. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Oh, I and like, I wasn't thinking about it. Day. You know what I mean? And I was like, Oh, Sandman's coming back. That's cool. But then it's, the lights it sounds went like out. Sandman told you himself that in person. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the girl who told me sounded like Sandman. So, <laughs> hey, Steve, <laughs> Sandman's hey, going to be Steve, here. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. That's cool. I wish um, I had Jesse's girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous. I wish you were me. Um, and if you get that, that Boogie Nights reference, then you're way smarter man than I give anybody credit for. But, um, which, yeah, like, lights went out, and, you know, all of a sudden, you're do-do-do-do-do, and, like, everyone lost their mind. And oh, yeah. it was pretty awesome to be a part of. And then just hearing everyone sing at the arena, it was like, oh, like, I'm, I'm, the hair on my arm is standing up now. You know what I mean? Like, it was awesome. Yeah, the... The, the Enter Sandman and uh, Natural Born Killers were you had to you had to be there to appreciate those because watching it now 
I can't watch any ECW on the network. I have to find like a yeah. I have to find a torrent site. You don't, you don't like mm-hmm. that, that cover version? I came from the ghetto with all the whistling and shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, from the ghetto. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so bad. Yeah. Because you yeah. know, New Jack and Mustafa ain't, ain't. They're not hearing that shit. You know, they're not. They're just like, what is this? No way. Well, well, New so Jack bad. ain't hearing much of anything lately. So yeah. Oof. Oh, <laughs> Jack would have appreciated that joke, by the way. I know he, yeah, you know. Did you ever, did you ever have a chance to see the, um, the cameos he was putting out when he no. started doing cameos? Where no. he, he's roasting this guy. He's like, I forget what his name is. I heard you broke your leg. Next time you get yourself some Astro Glide, like I use on my wife, so you can slide your cripple ass down the stairs, you crippled motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jack was definitely one of a kind. So. Oh shit, yeah. Oh shit, yeah. Oh boy. There we go. There we go. What? What did no, I do? Nothing. Just I'm in. I'm in awe. I'm in awe of everything that just happened right there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, we're gonna all, have fun tonight. We're oh. already having a great time. Come on now. We're on the line with uh Steve Mac, Monster Mac, Steve Mac, DHS, DHS. Easy for me to say on the Twitter machine. Make sure you're following Steve to see what kind of shenanigans. And on my he's YouTube. YouTube and, is the and same. A YouTube. Yeah. You know, but I you just started uploading Twitter, stuff. Man. I had the channel for years, and I'm just like, ah, let me just start putting videos on now. But is it the same name? YouTube.com slash Steve Mac. Yeah. Steve but, Mac DHS. Uh, I'm gonna subscribe right now. I couldn't find Yay. you on the old uh, I couldn't find you on the old Instagram. Did you get rid of the old Instagram? I did. I got rid of my Instagram and Facebook because I got tired of, uh, you know, one, I was getting in trouble all the time talking to people that I shouldn't be talking to. But mostly I got tired of seeing all. And listen, I kept Twitter and that's probably the worst place to go. But I got tired of seeing all the political crap. Yeah. Like, I don't care what your political views are. I go on this stuff to laugh, catch up with people and you know what I mean? Just to have a good time. And when I see like, oh, well, you know, Obama said this or Biden said that or Trump said this or, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah, and no, I got Shut you. Up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Shut you. Shut up. So that's a message from Monster Mac. Shut up, ass jerk. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, but I mean, I really, I want to see like, you know, I want to see videos of you making your dog look like he's driving your car. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I'm here for. That's the real entertainment. Sounds like a terrible idea. Oh, no. What? what? You're not going to watch that? If you see a pit bull driving a, a BMW down your block, you're not going to pay attention to that? Down my block? I will definitely pay attention to that. <laughs> exactly. Looks like. He, say he, he prefaced it with looks like he's driving a car, not is actually driving a car. I'm saying, and you you put on a pair of shades. I mean, what's cuter than a dog with shades? Mm, nothing. Two dogs, two dogs with true, shades. True. Oh wow, well done, well done. Yeah, buddy. Have you has 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 Louis taken you on any four chan rabbit holes lately? <laughs> no, but he's talked about them before, and it's kind of like, all right, bro, you need to lay off the four loco tonight. <laughs> well, you know what they say: four loco leads to four chan. Uh, no, no doubt, 100%. 100%. So, Mac, you're, you're doing what? H2, H2O, you're still there, right? Is this thing or no? No, you know, really, realistically, I've limited down to Titan and Catalyst Wrestling. No. Um, 
that no, and that no, doesn't mean uh, I won't wrestle for anyone else. No GCW, but, the GCW come calling back. I know you did a couple things there a couple years ago. Well, I mean, realistically, GCW, I started GCW. Um, I wrestled there early on when it was JCW under Ricky O. Uh, I believe it was his second or third show. From that point on, I was booked for about three years straight. Then they brought back GCW with DeMonto, and uh, I was on there. And then it switched from JCW to GCW. And I was tag champs. Me and Moff were the first GC, official first GCW tag champs. Um, and, um, you know, after uh, Brett Lauderdale took it over, um, he just never brought me back. So that's how it is. How, how does that work with, with like, um, is there any, like, like, when someone like that happens, when you have like when something like that happens, when you have such a history with the not not such a history, but a history with the company, is there any like is it just business as usual? Is it just like all right, they're not interested? I'm cool with that. Or is there some sort of like like hurt feelings in terms of that? Because and I'm not just talking about them specifically. I'm talking about in wrestling mm-hmm. in general. Like, is, is there some like hurt feelings? Like, oh man, I really like to work there. Why aren't they calling? I mean, there's a you question yourself because I know early on when like JP had stopped booking me for about a year, um, I felt very hurt by that. I was like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like here I am, I was doing all this, you know, great work for you guys. And then, you know, you just decide, Oh, we're not going to use you for a year. Like why? You know what I mean? But after a while it became more of that's their loss. They don't want to bring me in. The, The crazy thing is I could go into that locker room, and, you know, a good chunk of that locker room knows who I am and they'll come up to me and ask me for, you know, advice or yeah. whatever it is. Talk to me. And the owner, he'll even come up to me and he'll talk to me and say, what's up? You know what I mean? And then after that, that's it. So you just, uh, OK, whatever. They don't want to use me. They don't want to use me. What can I do? Yeah. You know, uh, I'm I'm at a point where if I was let's say I was 10 years into this and that was happening, then you got to fight to get on then you got to make you know a point like i got to get booked you know and but 25 years if you want to use me you ask me if you don't want to use me you don't use me that's fine you know i'll stay home and play xbox and enjoy time (laughs) with my daughter and you know what i mean i'm good to go you know but um it's gotten to a point where um every once in a while they'll say something and i'll be like no, no, that was me first. Sorry, you forgot about that. You know what I mean? I'll remind yeah. them. You get your little digs in here and there, but for the most part, just let them be. Let them, you know, they're all they're doing well. You know, can't hate on them. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know? And you said you're at Titan and Catalyst now, mainly. Yeah. yeah uh, so Titan, I just uh, I was their champ, their first champ for the last year. They've been around. They just celebrated their second year anniversary. Um, and then with Catalyst, I literally got called the, the week of, and uh, I ended up becoming their tag team champs on the last show with Black Cheese. Oh, so nice. 25 years, and I'm still winning tag belts. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a tag team specialist ain't a bad thing. Yep. Yep. Is this, that's, is this that's, uh, just circus clown Johnny Moran? Is he the guy that beat you for the title? Yes, he is. Uh, okay. He looks like a circus <laughs> So, um, the one thing that like, and it's funny that like the reason why I was watching old WWF stuff was because 
I was watching Hogan and Macho Man from WrestleMania four to WrestleMania five. And you know, that's like what everybody says is the greatest storyline in wrestling history because they had a whole year to plant the seeds and to watch it grow and then pick the fruit when time was right. You know, and then after that tree sprouted, they were still, you know, they did SummerSlam and they did all the no holds barred stuff and whatever after, right? <clears throat> With indie wrestling, you're lucky now if you get two months to set up an angle and execute. And with Titan, because they believed in me and they gave me the opportunity to run and, you know, be creative, I was able to create a one-year storyline with Johnny Moran and elevate him from, you know, Johnny Moran's been around. It wasn't like he wasn't known, but I elevated him from entry level to he's the champ and the face of the company now, you know, and we were able to take our time and give the proper energy to the story you know and the only thing that i didn't do which i wanted to do i don't know if you guys saw we did that one promo where i showed up at the sanctuary in pennsylvania and um it was like well shot i mean the guys who did it are the guys who are doing uh titan and camp leapfrog now and um it was just amazing work and uh what i wanted to do originally was do like the scene from heat with al pacino and um bobby de niro where they meet at the restaurant and I wanted to, you know, get this whole movie scene with Johnny Moran where we're confronting each other and we're setting up what we're going to do for our final match. But we just couldn't get it worked out. But we got a chance to do it at the school and it looked amazing. You know, um, props to, you know, Sanctuary and uh, my good old friend, Supremely Great. Uh, he's the one running that place over in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Um and Alex Watt and his camera crew, because those guys were the ones who filmed and edited everything. And, you know, it's if you haven't seen it, I'll send it to you guys. It's amazing work. You know, a lot of people have told me it's a 10 minute promo. And a lot of people said they wanted more, you know, and, you know, anything more than 30 seconds is a lot nowadays. Yeah. But, you know, for 10 minutes, they were just everyone's hooked on it. And you want to see where this road takes us. And like I said, we were able to, you know, take everyone on a ride. On an, for an indie company, you know what I mean? No one knows if any indie is going to be open next month, let alone a year. But we were able to work some magic and have some fun with it, you know? Uh, completely, not off topic, but kind of in the ballpark. I'm looking it up now. Is there a reason we never got to see King Macho Man challenge Hogan on TV for the title? Did I, am I forgetting that? You no, know, I, I never... It looked like they worked a bunch of house shows together, but I don't think we ever got it on like TV. Wasn't Macho King versus Hogan at Saturday night's main event and I, with with uh, Buster Douglas as the referee? Was that a title? Yeah. Was yeah. he was think, he king at that point? I think he was. Yeah, he I think was so Macho too. King. Cuz I remember the picture of him with the scepter and like the purple robe and stuff with Hogan. We're right, that, we're, right that, we're right in that. We're right in that. We're right in that Zeus era. Well, Savage, Savage went from what? Yeah, from from Jim Duggan to was it was it the whole thing with it, Zeus? It was Haku. It was Duggan, Savage, 
and I think it I think it kind of left I think the king title left with Savage, I think. Yeah, because uh when Savage fought Warrior at Mania, he was the king still and then he had to retire, yeah. so then the crown just kind of went away. I think that Ma- we got Macho King versus Hogan on Saturday night's main event with Buster Douglas as the referee. I think. It was the, it was the main event. Yes. Uh, That's right, it was a primetime deal. February 23rd, 1990. Yeah, I guess he was. Guess Why he was. can't wrestling be great like that now? Oh, God. I, I, see, this is what, like, like uh, Mac, like, this is what bothers me. Like, I don't, like, I love all that stuff. I love it. Like, so, like, part of me feels like it'll never be great. But then, like, like that. But then I'm thinking to myself, am I just, like, am I just getting older and I just don't give a shit about stuff today? Or is it, like, mm-hmm. is it really that, was it really that great? Like I always questioned myself, but it really was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but not everything was great back then, but there yeah. were certain things that were just but you know what it is, everybody had time to learn and perfect their craft. It wasn't like they were just being thrown onto, you know, TV and then, you know, they had to memorize lines and, you know, re- become a character that isn't natural to them. You know, now that's what's going on with all these kids. Nobody's themselves. So, you know, they don't have time to invest because, you know, oh, I got to do what the boss is telling me what to do. Uh, screw the boss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's right. Like when you see like a broken Matt Hardy, that's his own deal. So you're into it, yep. you know. And, and, but it's hard, too, because a lot of these kids really don't understand what wrestling is about. Wrestling's about telling a story no matter what. Ultimately, that's all it is. That's how it got started. That's what it'll be. And I think a lot of people, oh, no, it's about, you know, I got to do this move or that move. And, you know, they forget that, you know, it's it's really about the story and making sure that people come and want to invest. You know, that's really what you got to do. You got to get people to invest. You know, if you could do that, then they're watching. But if you can't get them to invest, it's a one-time deal and I'm out. You know what I mean? So we were we were chatting before just before you joined us uh about what's going to happen at WrestleMania this year and i know mm-hmm. that matt just doesn't watch WWE anymore he's just not into it um i'm in a different boat like i'll watch things if they're interesting i'll check out the pay-per-views because by and large like the stories haven't really been great but most of the time the pay-per-view matches are are really good or great um but i am i am 100% sold all in on the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns stuff. Where do you stand with WWE right now? And have you been following that story? Do you have any take on that story? Um, honestly, I don't watch WWE like I used to. Fair uh, I, I, but I have been paying attention to the Roman Reigns storyline. Yeah, yeah. Roman Reigns and Reigns in general has just been, you know, that's on a whole different level than anything else they're presenting other than Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So I have been watching that and I appreciate that Brock Lesnar is becoming his own character yep. rather than the machine that he's been all these years. He's le- having fun and you can tell, you know, uh, Roman Reigns is just like, I don't know. There's nothing you can really compare him to. Maybe The Rock, you know what I mean? As far as like where he's at uh, with entertaining and storytelling, you know. Um, the other thing that I pay attention to is. Uh, you know, what's been going on with Bianca Belair and like Becky, uh, Becky Lynch. And the reason why is because I'm such a Bianca Belair fan now 
when she was in NXT, I felt like they were giving her too much too soon. Yeah. But once she got brought up to the main roster, she's been showing like she's just an amazing athlete. You know, I don't care who you are. It's it's really hard with help and everything to press slam someone and hold them over your head with one hand. And she does it with ease. She does all these great things that guys can't do. And I feel like they're kind of just like taking her for granted. And, you know, they really need to invest. And, you know, it. she's got a great story. You know, everybody loves a wrestler with a great background story. And she's got a great one. And, you know, they hopefully they do right by her, you know, making up for the SummerSlam loss. Um, you see. Which I think that's what's going to happen anyway. You know what I mean? But I feel like between her, Becky, um, Charlotte's always a beast. Um, you know, there's, they always have their women. Um, even with Naomi, I feel like Naomi is so undervalued. She's so good and such a great wrestler. What do they do with her? Nothing. You know, um, it's, it's hard. You know what I mean? When you see people that you want to, you know, like even with all the releases that they just had, like, listen, it's a business. People are going to get released. AEW is about to release a whole bunch of people. You know yeah. what I mean? People are going to start saying that Tony Khan's a jerk and he's can't believe he's, no, it's a business. You got to make, you put the right chess pieces in to make money for yourself. We're not doing this for the fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing this for, for our money. If you're a promoter or a booker, you know, that's the difference between the wrestlers and the bookers. I, I agree with you a lot with Naomi. I I love the feel the glow gimmick when she comes out and she's dancing and then she hits the ring and she's all business. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Bianca Belair, somebody actually laid it out quite well to me two weeks ago where, yeah, she kind of got screwed by Becky Lynch and everybody was disappointed, but she's earned her way back to that rematch that she never got. And I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, look, to me, it's not Hogan Macho Man level storytelling, but that's mm-hmm. a story. Like she worked her way back. She's got her WrestleMania moment again. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. to me a pretty big deal. But the other thing I do want to bring up, and I know as an old school wrestling fan that you are, you're probably going to like this. And I came up with this a while ago on the show, bro. Somebody's got to heal and fucking cut that big old fucking tail of hers off her head. Could you imagine <laughs> the somebody would get Definitely. if they cut that thing off of her? Oof. I'm sure she would thank them because I'm pretty sure that she steps on it 20 times a match. It's heavy as hell. <laughs> yeah, but th- like, that would be like over the top. Oh, now you got some shit coming your way. I can't mm-hmm. wait till they decide to do that. I can't wait. They got to do that. it right. But if they do that yeah. shit right, forget it. Forget I'd it. I'd be all about that too. I'd be all about that. <laughs> I'm back. Sorry. I had to take a leak and I had to grab an adult beverage. There you go. It's all good. Actually, uh, you know, I was going to say, if you think back to WrestleMania last year, the two things that stand out to me is when she whipped Sasha with her hair on the stomach and that crack of the whip, which was ridiculous. Like the whole house exploded when that happened. Yep. And then when Sasha does the dive to the outside onto her, and she rolls back and she has Sasha and she puts her overhead and walks back up the stairs. Let me just tell you one thing. It is almost impossible to have someone on your shoulder 
in a safe position, let alone press overhead and walk up those stairs because those yeah. stairs are moving and you really have it's hard to get a good balance. And the person that's up there has to work with you. They have to balance themselves. Yep. So the fact that she could do that, she's so she's just an amazing athlete, you know, and I really I wish that the WWE understood what they had. You know, she's so she doesn't even realize what she has. You know, she's such a great art athlete and artist. Hopefully, hopefully she gets a chance to create more than be, you know, used for whatever storyline. I hope she yeah. gets to create, you know, and, and it, we'll see. You know, it's just a matter of what's going on with the WWE. You know, and she had and she, she had great moments last year, winning the Royal Rumble, going to WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. It just stinks that she happened to be the foil for literally the most over performer in Becky Lynch that we've seen with that kind of attitude since I, I know I'm making a leap here and you guys are probably going to cringe, but she, a lot of people compared Becky Lynch to Stone Cold Steve Austin. She was that. No, it's true. It's there. She was that. She I was don't that. It's far off at all. Okay. She yeah. was that popular. So, and she had been out for a long time. It stinks. I think if anyone was in that position, it would have happened the exact same way. Mm -hmm. I think. Now, granted, yeah. with the 30 second squash, no, of course, we wouldn't. That's never, that's the worst. But I feel like, I really do feel like that, that Sasha will get her redemption song. Not Sasha, I'm sorry. Uh, Bianca Belair will get her redemption song at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. At least I'm hoping. I'm hoping amongst all hope she'll get her redemption song at WrestleMania uh, because that, that 30 second loss just does not sit well with any wrestling fan. You think yeah. they're running and, back the, uh, the Seamus Brian Danielson story? Like flipping it, reversing it? I mean, Daniel Bryan finally had his moment, right? A couple of years before. Oh, okay, I see what you're squashed saying. Squashed in 30 seconds to open Mania. Probably. Yeah. I don't think I don't think one. I, I understand the comparison, but I think Daniel Bryan's redemption song was so much greater than the the loss. Like like no one really cared. Like to be honest, the World Heavyweight Championship on SmackDown. I don't think anyone really was super invested in when it was going from Big Show to you know, you know Daniel mm -hmm. Bryan at that point, who wasn't super Daniel Bryan yet. He was shoved into that main event by cashing in the Money in the Bank. I think this redemption will be so much greater because I think everyone realizes Bianca's there. She's hey, just great, there. Great Kali was an amazing world champion. How dare you? <laughs> Stop it. Well, one of the reasons why so many people compare big time Bex to Stone Cold when her face got busted open by Nia Jax and that act of defiance when she's on top of those stairs yeah. and she don't know what the hell's going on. She just went into autopilot mode. But her face is covered in blood, and she's got that, like, that look of, like, bitch, you can't touch me. And yep. I know I'm bad. And, like, yep. you feel that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you can't see that and not be like, yo, you know what? I either want to fight that chick or I want to make out with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, it's like, it's like, damn, that's hot as hell. But, like, I might have to fight this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 100%. We were, and if you guys covered this when I got up, I'm sorry, but the, we were talking WrestleMania, Steve, before you joined us. And, and mm -hmm. I have not watched a WrestleMania since 30, um, all the way through. Like, I just can't, I don't, 
I just don't care anymore. Like mm-hmm. I get more excited. I'm more excited for the new Japan cup right yeah. now. And it's full of fucking not great stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I'm more excited for that I than I am for the for the WWE. And we're kind of running down the speculation for WrestleMania and and this Vince McMahon, Pat McAfee thing, thing and Jackie, uh, Johnny Knoxville, and Sami Zayn, and Logan Paul. And I just don't give a were you, shit. Wait, were you going to call him Jackie Knoxville? <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. Oh, Might as well be, though. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. I get it because what wrestling is there, you know, and, and again, it goes, you know, it might look like hypocritical because what I said before is all about telling a story, but they're not telling a story. If you're bringing in these guys to tell a story, then that's different. But what's the story? There is none, you know, like realistically, Johnny Knoxville is a guy. I love Jackass. I watched this movie and I, I was dying laughing like if I was 20 years old sitting on Mod Trom's couch at Staten Island. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was dying. Loved the movie. But realistically, these are just a bunch of grown-ass teenagers who are famous for getting their heads smashed. There's no, like, you don't want to... There's no compelling thing to watch them other than it's a car wreck, you know? So Sammy Singh is going to kick his head off. Oh, big deal. Did he really hurt anybody that we care about? No, it's Johnny Knoxville. You know what I mean? Paul, the only reason why people use him is because they want to see him get his ass whipped. Because he's a cocky, confident, you know, tough talk. And he backs it up so far. But other than that, what's he famous for? He has an Instagram account. Who cares? You know, he does nothing. But they, for whatever reason, they've forsaken their fans and they want to get the numbers. They want to get the mass. You know, and sometimes, you know, when you do that, you just, I, I could totally understand why you're not watching any of this stuff. You know, like I said, I don't watch as much as I used to. You know, I used to watch everything, but it's so hard now. You know, there's so much crap I don't care about. And I, the, the crazy part is a lot of it's my friends. And I'm like, damn, I, I want to watch AJ Styles. AJ's a cool ass dude outside the ring, in the ring. I, what's he doing? I don't, I got excited that he called out HBK at uh, Royal Rumble, but. All right, let's say he does wrestle HBK at WrestleMania. Is that going to be any good? You know what I mean? Austin might be coming back with Kevin Owens. Do we really want to see Austin just run in, squash Owens, and that's it? Because that's all that's going to happen. It's the same reason why I don't want to see Goldberg, and I don't want to see – I I just – look, I I don't know. It's just not – I can't believe that we've been doing this for 10 years, and if you told us 10 years ago – that we could go do a three hour show and not talk one bit of WWE. I would have told you you're full of shit, but now it's, there's mm-hmm. just, it's just not, it's missing the mark for me. Everything. Yep. And any, yeah. and, and anything that is worth checking out, I can just watch a 90 second clip on, on social media. Mm-hmm. You don't want to watch the, the SmackDown and the raw and the, was it fucking level up? I mean, could we get any fucking dumber? Uh, you don't want to watch any of these shows. Like you can just watch the specials because they do such a great job of recapping them that you get caught mm-hmm. up on the story in seconds. Yep. yep. So they're good. They're I mean, good with look, production. You can Sam you can Roberts. you can learn everything going into WrestleMania just by watching WrestleMania. Because before every yeah. match, you're getting an at least an eight minute recap of everything that's happened up to that point. You get the crib note versions of everything before the show even starts. Like Sam Roberts is somebody that I got into wrestling. I gave him his first job. 
I love Sam. Sam is awesome. And like, you see more of Sam Roberts than you do of the storylines on some of the shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And it, like, good for Sam. I'm happy. I, I texted him yesterday. I was like, dude, I'm so proud of you. You are a good dude. And I know this is a great success story. But at the same time, Sam's not a wrestler. So why am I seeing more of Sam on my TV than I am some of the wrestlers? Right. Like the buzz about Pat McAfee and the Vince McMahon is, is I, I don't know. And then like I'm watching, looking at, at Twitter tonight and like Ricochet's trending because apparently he's going to get a big push. Why has he not had a big push already? I mean, it's, he's it's, been it's, successful it's, everywhere else he's gone. None of it makes sense to me. You have, you know, like we're talking about a WrestleMania and you brought up AJ Styles where he possibly might not even be on the show. And there's two days of WrestleMania. Are we going to get a uh, an Andre the Giant Battle Royal maybe that AJ can be in? I don't even know. Do they even book those if, things anymore? If, if AJ competes or wins in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, Somebody at WWE really needs to lose their job and someone else needs to be brought in. Yep. There's no reason why AJ, who's the, I mean, maybe Seth Rollins is the current Mr. WrestleMania, but AJ is right behind him as far and as, AJ, you know. He, he just signed another another extension. Apparently, it's like Randy Orton kind of money too. So, boy's yeah. making some bank. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, it's it goes to show that they don't care about wrestling anymore. They just care about their numbers. They don't care about anything else. Yeah. You know, if they care, well, you know, they put a little extra effort. So, I mean, they got great talent there. So, yeah, so but I, I just, think I think the, the ongoing story is that they're looking. It's It's been in the back of everybody's mind for a few years now. They brought in Nick Khan. Maybe maybe Vince and family's getting out of the business. Oh, maybe this yeah, they definitely are. Property. So, so oh, I, I mean, just what the reason? I just followed Matt's lead, and I, I so I'm sorry if you guys talked about this. So there's talk about AJ Styles not being on WrestleMania. Wouldn't why wouldn't isn't him and Edge like pretty much penciled in or no? Oh, I have no idea. Is that a thing? But even then, I would rather see Ricochet and AJ at WrestleMania. You're gonna tell me they're not gonna pull out all the stops to go nuts at WrestleMania, those two? I mean, wouldn't Edge wanna prove himself against AJ? Like, wasn't like Edge's sure short list? Edge's shortlist to come back, I think, was like AJ, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Owens, and maybe a couple more names. And he already got Seth Rollins. He already got, uh, you know, Randy. So I feel like I think the next, the next logical step is is easily AJ Edge. I mean, I don't know because like Matt, I don't really watch Monday nights. I sometimes on Fridays I'll catch it, but I don't. They're not. I don't think they're on Fridays, so it doesn't matter. It's not must see TV anymore. Yeah, it used to be. Now it's not. And it's now it's, I Ed, see it whenever. <laughs> and Edge came back too, and he's been having nothing but great matches since his return, you know? He has, he has, but I think with Edge, you need to put him in there with the younger guys. Like, if you put Edge with an Austin Theory, obviously he's going to elevate Austin Theory's profile, yeah. but he can show Austin Theory how to work so that Austin Theory can get with the next set of guys and have greater matches. You know what I mean? You yeah, gotta in, put the that's why you bring in the vets to work in with the younger guys like that. Well, instead you know? of 
instead of having Austin Theory take selfies with Vince McMahon every week on Raw, they should be building a program with somebody outside the chairman. You know what I'm saying? If Vince McMahon yeah. wants you in his, if Vince McMahon wants to be in a selfie with you, you you work that till you can't work it no more. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I, I sorry. Mean, I, I don't care how shitty it is. If Vince McMahon's involved in your program, you do it. Of course, of course. Yeah. Listen, I could tell you two stories of Vince McMahon. One firsthand and one secondhand that I got told. Um, the first one is uh, Loki, one of the first times he ever worked behind the stage, you know, behind the scenes at WWE. And uh, he's walking. And he's still, you know, like his third year in the business, second year in the business. He's walking around. All of a sudden, he hears Brandon. And that's Loki's real name. He turned around and he saw Vince looking at him saying brandon and he kind of was like oh what did i do right turns out one of the production guys behind him his name is brandon and he was like, oh, <laughs> <sigh of> relief. <laughs> but then um when i worked for wwe uh in 2019 uh i was in boston and i was doing the conga line with no way jose and we're in the gorilla position getting ready and we're out next and you know i'm just i have this stupid blue wig on and i, I look like an idiot you know what i mean but I'm like, oh, I'm going to get to go out in Boston. This is so cool, right? And uh, all of a sudden, I look, and Bobby Lashley, because the segment was uh, Noe Jose and Bobby Lashley. And it was when they were doing this stuff with Lana and Bobby. And um, all of a sudden, I look at Bobby, because I know Bobby for a couple of years. And I look at him, and then Vince comes out of nowhere. Literally, there was no one there half a second before that. And then he literally count dracula his way into the shot. And I'm like, oh! Right. And I was like, like, you didn't have to tell me anything. I was not going to approach Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? Like, nah, that's cool. He, he might be a ghoul or something. I'm not trying to fuck with him. You know what I mean? He might take my soul by looking at me. Good point. But you, he does have that, that factor, that intimidation factor that he just larger than life. And I didn't even talk to the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just looked at him. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> All right, I gotta ask you. You you said that you've uh, you've known Bobby Lashley for a few years now. Can you find out why he's ducking Matt? What's the story? Matt oh, has been oh challenging Bobby Lashley to a, uh, a uh, an MMA fight for a few years now. He thinks he can survive three minutes just running away from Bobby Lashley. And of course, Bobby Lashley's not wasting his time with him, but Matt thinks it's like a big front that Bobby Lashley just completely ignores his challenge. He is ignoring me. He's been ducking <laughs> me. He's been dodging me. I'm just speaking I the will, facts, uh, people. I'll send a text to MVP to see what's going on. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't know what M if MVP is aware of these this situation. <laughs> Well, I'll just be like, bro, do you know anything about Bobby Lashley uh, ducking anybody calling him out for an MMA match? Yeah. <laughs> Mention Matt. Mention Matt. Anybody yes. know about this guy named Matt? Shining Been calling you out for five years. It's been longer than five years. He went He's going to start sounding like Mr. T. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. I know how it goes. I don't last, but it'll be funny. We could raise money for charity or something. <laughs> we might have to raise money Listen. for your funeral. Yeah, that's, yeah a charity. that's a charity. Life insurance. He's a very large man. <laughs> yes, he is a big. He's a big feller. He's what he was. Yes. What Jim Ross would call a hoss. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I, I, um, the Brooklyn show that I worked for WWE. 
I was talking to one of the security guards and I turned around and you feel, you know, you always feel when there's big guys behind you and you feel this huge presence. And I turned, it was Brock Lesnar. I was like, oh shit. I was like, what's up champ? And he looked at me, he was like, what's going on boss? And uh, like, I shook his hand and his hand was like the size of a catcher's man, legit. You know what I mean? And like, I was just like, holy shit. And the only time I ever felt smaller was I went to go get Bobby Lashley a pound and like one of his pecs was like the size of my whole torso. I was like, holy shit. And I'm big, you know what I mean? <laughs> but this motherfucker is huge. <laughs> You're dead, Matt. You are so dead. I mean, I think I knew that when I signed up for this or when I started calling him out. I knew the I'm not an idiot. Don't be fooled by my <laughs> my presentation. Matt's here. looking to go out in a blaze of glory. All right. I can run around for a couple seconds. Oh, you'd be gassed in like 15, guaranteed. <laughs> the fact that you think you can outrun Bobby Lashley is still like that's how like that's your plan. Like I'll outrun the guy that's a supreme <laughs> athlete. No one ever thinks the fat guy who jumps on the baseball field is gonna outrun all those security guards. And one guy lasts like 45 Two. seconds. All right. Well there's no cage. Two. There's no cage, Matt. Wait, you're putting you're putting your timing running away from Bobby Lashley against some guy who outran some slob cops for forty five seconds? Are you saying I have a chance? All right, forty five. Wait, I'm you not said like you two. I'm not a quitter. You said three minutes. You're talking about a guy who ran for forty five seconds on an right. athletic field, which is probably like like three hundred yards or three hundred feet, whatever. And and you think you're gonna outrun outrun him in a cage? Or yeah, put some baby oil circles? on. I got all I got all the plans. Oh, Don't worry about baby it. oil. It's gonna be like catching the pig at the friggin' at the so, county hey, fair. You put, you right out of his hands. Right. I got a That's plan. Awesome. You can't catch me. The grease Everyone's stuff got a plan guy. until he get punched in the plan. mouth. Yep, and then the hey. plane goes out the window. I, t- I think we have to talk about the rules, all right? He can't punch me in the face. What? <laughs> what, you, what? What are you thinking? Can he punch you in the dick? No. Yeah, I want Bobby what's Lashley he, to squash your grapes. Da- what's his Dabo? Dabo, what's his nuts? Dabo K? No, Dabo grabs. All right, so Grab, what I'm whatever. what I'm gathering what I'm gathering from this is this gonna this is gonna be Matt running around and all Bobby can do is just bring him to the ground and, and like either... hug him. And either choke, maybe German, maybe... No, this is Matt's fantasy. He wants a big black guy to get him down and hug on to him for a little while. (laughs) No, Kate's right. Pure rules. Pure rules. All right, so he... Stop! No, no. All right, that's fine. But he could still make you tap out in like five seconds. Yes. When he finds you. Yes. When he finds me, he's not going to... I'm not hiding. Uh, yeah, come out, come out you, you listen, are. you just said you could outrun him on a freaking baseball field. I don't think you could do that either. Well, Kevin, in fairness, he said four or five seconds. <laughs> I'm just Horse. picturing all of this in my mind, and it's yeah, I'm gonna like have such a great sleep tonight, laughing the whole it's night. So great, it's awesome. pure, pure entertainment. That's what we do here at the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Steve, yes, you're doing is. a lot of stuff uh, with Titan and Catalyst. Who are some of the young up and comers in the in the wrestling scene here on the East Coast that you uh, kind of have your sights on? So, um, with, uh, Titan, uh, there's someone, uh, that's called Jay Bougie. Yeah. He's part of a whole group of guys. Kind of remind me actually of me, Loki, Homicide, and Moff when we were kids. Uh, it's like him, PJ Savage, a couple other guys that they're all, um, you know, from New York and Philly. And, um, you know, they definitely are guys that are going to be the next 
you know, indie guys, you know what I'm saying? And, um, like I said, Johnny Moran, I, I got something with, like, I just, we have a connection. We have that, you know, that click and, uh, I enjoy working with him. Um, I enjoy being able to tell a story with him. Um, I feel like he just needs a couple more guys, like maybe like a crazy Ivan or a homicide to just put the boots to him a little bit, toughen him a little bit. You know what I mean? Just round out those edges. Um, then uh, there's guys like Boom Harden uh, and Aaron Ash from the CCW Academy, um, who I've known them for the last, you know, five years, give or take, and watched them grow. And, you know, they're starting to get booked everywhere. Uh, and they definitely, you know, will be the guys for the Northeast, you know. Um, that's like that, you know, there's like the normal guys like the Colby Carinos and, you know, uh, everybody else that's just around blowing up lately. Um, who I, I see a lot of good things, but you know, it, nothing's guaranteed. It's all about the choices that we make. And if we keep our nose to the ground or if we keep our heads in the sky, you know what I'm saying? 100%. Absolutely. What else, Steve? What else is going on in your world? The outs- Oh, shit. I turned my microphone off like an idiot. Uh, whoopsie. Outside of uh, the wrestling world, I see you're video gaming a lot on Twitter. I see you're tweeting about a bunch of video games and shit. Yeah, I so I got an Xbox Series S, and uh, it's been like getting me back into playing a lot. Um, yeah, because as I've always been a gamer, you guys know me that for a long time, but I um, I limit my time playing because you know, like everybody else, I have a job. And, you know, you, I, there's no way I could function. I couldn't do it in my 30s or 20s. Not in my 40s. There's no way I could play a game all night and then not sleep and go to work, you know. Um, with the job that I have now, though, I'm afforded a little bit of time, you know, where I could work remotely or I could go in the office. So I, you know, I've been playing a lot more. And, like, this morning I was home, so... I got up at six in the morning. I couldn't sleep. So I started playing Street Fighter five for no reason at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I've always been a Street Fighter guy, you know, but um, I was like, yeah, sure. I'll play Street Fighter. What the hell? Like I was having a great time. And like, I've always loved racing games uh, going back to outrun in the arcades and pole position. You know, I've always been about that life. So, you know, I've been playing a lot of Forza lately on the Xbox and just stuff like that. Even now, like I've got my, I brought out my Xbox 360, my OG 360, um, just to see what's on there because I haven't touched it in like five years. You know what I mean? I got like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on there and uh, just stuff like that. Um, but I've also been doing a lot of uh, modification to systems. So like, you know, adding more ROMs to them. Um, part of the reason why I got the Xbox Series S was because you can add a ton of stuff um all the way up to playstation 2 on there so yeah so you know i've been experimenting with that learning um and then like for a while um i actually it's funny it's not you know it's funny you would have thought that we went over these questions what you were going to ask me Uh, but we did no such thing um this controller i added the you know these buttons and stuff like that nice Um, i like and i did that to a few of my controllers where i just you know switched up stuff on my own. Wow. You know, and just stuff like that. You That's know. impressive. 
I mean, when you really know what it is, it's not. It's just. Oh, well, see, here's the, the thing. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> so it's impressive to me. And I like it. And I'm, I'm a retro gamer, dude. So I appreciate it all, but just not to the level that you do, clearly. <laughs> well, I mean, I, but, you know, since I was a kid, I've always been about video games and opening them up. I had my Sega Genesis and I opened it up just to see what was on the inside and how it worked. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I had uh, an old school wood grain Atari 2600. Nice. And, you know, like every Atari back then, the power, it, you know, it started to wiggle and you couldn't yep. charge, you know, couldn't play, it wouldn't light up. And I got, figured it out how to get it to, you know, work again. And I was like four years old, five years old. You know what I mean? Like I was doing all this stuff when I was young and then, you know, life happens and you forget about it. And then for some reason you just get back into it. And, you know, uh, as I've been getting older, and like looking as wrestling coming to an end, you know, I, I got to find something that's going to keep me, you know, interested. Yeah. And video games has always been there. And whether it's modifying, I've actually come up with a few video game concepts and um, talked to a few guys about creating a couple of games myself. Um, I've actually, my daughter, she's eight. She actually came up with a video game idea. So I told her, I said, you know, by the time you're 20, we're going to make this video game. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, I think that's realistic. <laughs> yeah, reasonable timeline. So you know, she's all about it, um, and uh, yeah, it just—it's just something that's always been there for me. And uh, even with wrestling, you know, being as great as it's been, I love video games. I'll always love video games, and it's just something that uh, I think it takes priority over wrestling, if anything. You know what I mean? Which is amazing to say because of the career that I've had. Yep. Well, you know, uh, eventually all things come to an end, right? Whether we like it or not. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, you you get to rest rest easy on your pillar, uh, knowing that you had this amazing career and now you're doing this, you know, fuck, making video games, taking video games apart. As long as you're not taking apart people and looking at what's inside, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, anything's possible. Uh, what's funny no. is... I call my nickname for my daughter is carcass because like if there's an animal carcass anywhere near, she wants to investigate. Like she saw dead birds and stuff. She's like, Oh, can I just look at, look at the eyes? <laughs> or like, if I tell her, you know, I saw roadkill and she's like, did you take a picture of it for me? I'm like, no. Sicko. <laughs> well, was, was Danny Doring there too? Oh, boo. <laughs> as long as but, she's uh, not she... killing animals. No, she's not killing them. No, she definitely she loves animals. She's a she's the sweetest thing. She might, but the the funny thing is, my kid, you know, she's a burnout. She's like her father. You know, she finds humor in the weirdest things. And um, she the other day we were talking, and now you guys are gonna laugh because it's a kid thing, but like to me, it's like the most awesome thing. We were talking, and she stops me, and we're on Facetime, and she's like, "Dad, hold on one second. And she takes the phone and she goes over to her grandfather, my uh, ex-father-in-law. She's like, Grandpa, spell I cup. And <laughs> my, my ex-father-in-law, he's like, I cup. He's like, yes, spell I cup. And he's like, uh, I see you. Oh, you got me. And I laughed so hard with her because she caught him. She legit caught him. It was like the funniest shit to me. But, you know, I'm an idiot. So stupid things like that bother me. <laughs> Farts and stupid shit like that will always be funny. So, yeah. Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> I will say this, though. Know. 
I have one, and it and listen, anything is possible. I do have one regret, and that is that Moff and I haven't been able to get on the same page so we could wrestle the Rock and Roll Express on their farewell farewell tour. Oh, now shit. I'm bringing this up because you know I know you guys are cool with a lot of the Russell Pro guys, and you know that's all like fam for you guys. So I'm hoping that maybe Kevin Matthews is listening or one, whoever's in charge over there, and they want to book the Hit Squad versus Rock and Roll Express before they go. And what motivate me this with this is that I saw the SAT are going to wrestle the Rock and Roll Express, and now yep. it is three on three, and I'm like. I love the SAT, but you know what? That's not going to be as good of a match as it would be his squad. Like, I feel like if we got a packed Rawway Rec Center with the Rock and Roll Express, we would make some 80s magic happen that night. You know what I mean? So if it doesn't happen, that would be, uh, you know, a regret for me in my career. But, hey, you never know. Anything's possible. Banger. I'd be be there for that. That's awesome. Bucket list. You you make me a moth the mega heels against Ricky and Robert. I think even the only way you could top it is if you got Cornette to be our manager. Oh, god damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God damn. Yeah. The comebacks would be great in that. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, this comeback has been awesome, Steve. We we banged out an hour. Uh it's been yes. absolutely amazing. At Steve Mac DHS on Twitter. And YouTube.com backslash Steve Mac DHS. He's putting up all old clips up there. Uh, so go check that out. March 12th at the Bayville Elks Lodge in Bayville, New Jersey. Him against the Victor Benjamin uh, at uh, uh, yeah. Titan Wrestle Titan Championship Wrestling's Time to Party. Uh, tickets start at $20 or $25 at the door. Titan-championshipwrestling.com. Six o'clock bell time doors, seven o'clock bell time. Excuse me. My apologies. Uh, Steve, it's been amazing catching up with you. It's always a great time. Unfortunately, we wish we could have been together for this, but you know, the world is a fucking shit show. Um, It just leaves it just leaves it open to another time in the future where we could all be together, play video games, drink beer and sing some karaoke and have a great night but we got to do it like on a friday night because i'm old now and if i do it on a school night i'm no good (laughs) we will make it happen uh steve before we let you go anything you want to leave for the fans the listeners um honestly you know i really am grateful for the last 25 years everyone that i've come across including you guys uh everyone whether it's in the ring in the back anywhere uh, I am absolutely grateful that anybody has ever paid any money or promoted me in any way, um, because realistically, uh, I, I really do see myself as I'm nobody. I'm just a guy. I'm just, you know, a guy from Brooklyn really had no motivation to do anything. I wanted to play football. That didn't work out. And I had a couple of good friends that hooked it up for wrestling and you know, I was able to meet guys like Homicide and Lathan and Louie and Christopher Street and, you know, just so many guys, uh, you know, and I continue to have great relationships with guys, like I said, like Homicide. And even one of my best friends is someone that, you know, Guapo, that some people know, some people don't. And, you know, it just, it's something that I have that brotherhood and I'm like, even coming on here, I'm grateful that I can talk to you guys. It's been a few years. 
and it's as if we were talking last week. You know, yeah. uh, I can remember sitting in the studio with Mike and Angel, with Moff, and just laughing. And that's how, whenever I think of you guys, that's always what it's going to be for me. It's going to be a great time just enjoying each other's company, telling great stories. And, you know, I'm very grateful that I have people in my life that I'm able to share those experiences with because I've seen that a lot of people don't have that. And I'm very, trust me, everything I get, I'm very grateful for. And I thank you all for supporting me. And if you just, even if you talk shit about me, you put my name out there. Thank you very much because without that, nobody knows about me. Nobody knows anything about me. And, you know, um, it just it's really cool that i uh, i'll close it with this my father and i did not have a great relationship uh growing up i saw him as an atm because he didn't care about me uh, i came back from japan i showed him videotapes and magazines that i was in and he said oh this is all a waste of time it's a hobby you should quit it now it's never going to get better right so from that point on coming back from japan i was kind of bummed out but i said you know what Something's going to happen. And at some point, somewhere along the way, I was able to show him online. Someone did a search and showed me that with his last name, I was the most famous Carasquillo in the history of Earth at one point. There's another guy now. He's like a political reporter, Adrian. He probably has more followers than me. It's a cool dude. You know, I follow him. But at that one point, I was able to show my dad, hey, look, go screw yourself because... I'm the most famous that has your last name, even though you don't want to support me and you don't want to do anything with me. And like that might seem a little personal, but that's something that I'm proud of. You know what I mean? But that doesn't happen if you guys and everyone else who I've been around the last 25 years doesn't show me any love. So thank you very much. I'm very grateful and very appreciative to be friends with you guys. Well, you always get love from us, Steve. We're going we're gonna to get back to studio. We're going to yes. drink beers and watch, uh, I don't know, shitty 80s wrestling and play video games and act like buffoons sooner than later. I promise you that. We need to have we need to have liquid Reese's peanut butter cups, too. Fuck, oh, yeah. That's a callback. Fuck, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a terrible idea, and I am all in. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Again, I've been calling out Bobby Lashley for years. I don't really know what i'm doing half the time but if it's entertaining <laughs> i'm in let's do it <laughs> pay for the consequences tomorrow that's all that's like all he said i'll hit up mvp and see what's going on oh, fuck yeah. yes christ fuck yes. love mvp too too real for me um steve always a pleasure my brother you know we love you just as much as you love us we got it all going on and like matt said we're gonna hook it up sooner rather than later man always appreciate yes. you thank you guys i love you and uh by the way, congrats on 10 years. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bad, right. I guess we did something right. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or we're just too stupid to quit one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> one day. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what were we talking about before? We were talking about journey, right? Yeah. Don't yeah. stop believing. That's no, definitely thing. not. There it is. Well, you could go. You could go separate ways. You could go wheel in the sky. Oh, really? Why you gotta be a dick? <laughs> but there's so many different things. I hope MVP I really gets through to Bobby Lashley and he kicks the dog shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> I and really then that's what ends the podcast. And that's Bobby it. Lashley killed Matt. Bobby Lashley just killed that. And podcast is over. Shining Wizards yes, is over. Bobby done. Lashley killed you, bastard. This X will have two meanings. 
Um, I wish that Beyond would put out their raw cuts for their shows because when Matt Tremont would come out, you had to hear me and Moff whenever we would commentate sing separate ways at the top of our lungs, leading the whole crowd. <laughs> oh, can only imagine. Holy awesome. shit! Yeah, awesome stuff. Holy shit! Steve Mac DHS on the social medias. I just subscribed to the YouTube, by the way. So thank you. you got, we're bumping you. your numbers up there. Make sure everybody subscribes. Be well. Thank Steve. you very much. This has been amazing as always. Thank you. I'm gonna give Matt one of these <laughs> get off the air. Two in the pink, one in the stink. No, I'm giving him the two in the stink because oh, I fucking... don't want nobody's <laughs> fingers in me. <laughs> yes, you do. Right. Give your fingers to yourself. Kevin gets so uncomfortable. Savages. Look, he's doing he wants to... Kevin wants to double jerk off. Yeah, it's... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. Little Good for you, Kevin. Yeah. No, God bless, that. man. Let that freak He's fly. So fly. That's not what that was. I was doing. Oh, I don't know what I was. Kevin's doing. part that of the rainbow, that. folks. There's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah, not, not, there's anything wrong with that. All right, let's talk about. All right, so MLW. Oh uh, God. <laughs> Mac, again, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure. We'll talk soon, sir. Yes, sir. All right, catch you guys later. Catch you on the flippity flop. That's it. That's what it is. Deep Monster Mac. Good times. He's a fucking gem, dude. I love that guy. Love that uh, guy. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Let me send him a message right now. Just thank him. Oh, as I drop what him. are you doing? What Every you time you touch do? something, it sounds like it sounds like a fucking Kyantai gong. <laughs> like bong. Kyantai didn't have a gong. Eh, they kind of did. The gong show had a gong. There you go. There you go. That's right. Know. Where you go? Oh boy. Well, while All Matt's, right. well, go ahead. While you're looking ahead, at something, buddy, do what you were gonna do. Let me just give you the run, the rundown as to what's happening this past week on the Shiny Wizards Network. Radioactive Metal is covering. I know it's a little late, but the metal needs of football fans. I guess they were doing a little Super Bowl kind of action, so you got that going for you. Um, Ringside Rant covering Super Bowl number eight. So make sure you check out RJ and Justin for that one. The Mark Order Podcast. They're discussing their upcoming uh, Las Vegas trip. And Matt wouldn't know because Matt wasn't on the show this week. And, uh, of course, covering everything else uh, ratings-wise, uh, Rampage, uh, uh, Dynamite, all that good shit from our boys and lady over at the Mark Order Podcast. Turmoil Throwbacks, Phil and Choppy get back together. They're actually covering the rematch that Tito Santana received from the Macho Man after his Intercontinental Championship was robbed from him. The rematch from the Boston Garden actually at NMSG. And inconclusive breakdown, giving you all the coverage of the ongoings with the saga of the Ukraine and Russia. And as well as their top 10 this week, their top 10 bills. That's right, fucking bills. They dedicated an entire top 10 to that. So go check out Justin and Vince. I hope the fucking Patreon plugs are short because I'm fucking tired. I ain't even talking anymore wrestling. I'm going to fucking bed. Matt, what do you got for Patreons? Matt, uh, what do you got for Patreon? Relax over there. <laughs> Talk about the broadcast. Oh, what do they got going on this week? They spelled something with a K. I think they did Super Bowl four, didn't they? Check out the no idiot. We did Super Bowl. <laughs> Somebody did Super Bowls all week. Everybody. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody did a Super Tony, Bowl. Tony, you realize you said Super Bowl this entire time, right? No, I said Bowl. Sounded like bowl. No, I said bowl when I was talking about radioactive metal because they were talking about the metal needs of football fans. Gotcha. Okay. There you go. 
We're going to take this time to thank those that support us over at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. For as little as a dollar a month, you can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. That dollar gets you mentioned on this show every week uh, with the likes of Steve Mack, Kid Bandit, uh, and Miko Maestro, uh, just to name a few of our past guests. Um, as you pledge more dinero, you get more perks. $3 gets you bonus episodes. $5 gets you uh, a plug on your social media or website ten dollars gets you a box of wizardry minimum three months anything above gets you a larger bigger better box minimum three months uh so at this time we're gonna thank those that support us kathy hummer the queen of the shining wizards many Kratzo, the king of the shining wizards uh danny and anthony russinello the aop of the swp sean toe sean calejo uh kate the great hensler over at ondeckic.com she's also part of the sour graps Fightful Post Show Tuesdays, Mark Order Podcast Wednesdays, Fightful Smackdown, uh, AEW Rampage Post Show Friday nights on Fight Club. So check her out. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, uh, Mark Perloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Uh, Kenny Hossey, the Scotch Drinkmore of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Jake Cop, big cop of pump. Who it was not part of the turnbuckle throwbacks. They brought back that fucking ghoul choppy. Jesus. Um, Thomas Cobbs, the Mott Spock. He's got his Ring of Honor podcast. So check that out. Uh, Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, the True Prince of Pro. Thanks for that question tonight, Matt. Uh, Braden Bergen, the LeBron James of Elite uh, Mattel action figure collecting. Brendan Haney, who was part of the Friday Night Show. Uh, if you want to check that out, it's on YouTube. Uh, Carrie Cowling. Ryan Schlong, Asian Joe, David Henry Bauer III, Mr. Roll, Mike Peterson, Rob Humphrey, and last but certainly not least, his pal Antonio Horseman makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. The one, the only, William Mercier Jr. Lives are gonna be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Kevin. I know what you mean, right. Jelly Bean. Had to put a little little stink into that one for the full screen. A little stank? <laughs> a, little, a little more uh, oomph, if you will. A little stank. Um, let's, let's do a couple, uh, couple this is and that's. I know this is uh, going long, yeah. and uh, hopefully this is the last of the long, longer shows. Uh, long. I, I doubt that's going to be true, but whatever. Well, I, think, what? I think it will. We're making a conscience effort. Conscious? Conscious. <laughs> making a conscious effort to uh, kind of go back to our two-hour format. It doesn't help when I book two guests. This is all my fault. No, no, it's not your fault because I totally missed your text saying... To wrap up the first and i totally forgot i totally didn't okay. see it it's okay yeah no harm no foul that's right tony's gonna fall asleep on us though uh the wwe and cesaro couldn't come to terms on a new deal so cesaro is a free agent no 90 day no 60 day no 30 day he is free to do what he wants are you guys excited about the prospect of cesaro showing up anywhere I'll take that because Tony is sleepy. Uh, I think there's always excitement, but I feel like people need to start waning their excitement. I think Cesaro is a singular talent. So I think like Cesaro, if 
I know everyone's talking about how AEW should manage the roster, how other places should manage the roster. I really think that Cesaro is kind of one of those exceptions where he's built such a legacy and hasn't reached his full potential as a actual like character or as an actual like utilized the way he should have been. So I think that if he would go to AEW tomorrow, would it be great? Probably. If he went to Impact, that's where I think he would strive. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with ROH? Would he go back there? Probably. Who knows? GCW, maybe. I just, I, I'm a big Cesaro guy, so whatever he wants to do, I think everyone will be there for it. Uh, Kate says, face of the revolution ladder match. Let's fucking go. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah, you kind of forget about those things that are kind of built in for someone to show up that they haven't completed yet, and they can completely change their plans for what they thought that they had. Now that Cesaro is available literally right now, why not? Yeah, I think uh, I think he he's a. Uh, I think wherever he ends up is going to be good for that promotion and for him if they just let him be Claudio Castagnoli's uh, and let him you know fucking be awesome because he now, was here's all- the here's the thing matt now do you go by that full name or do you just call him claudio because it's similar to Cesar- i say just call him claudio i mean it's a, it's it's all the same to me i don't care yeah all right fair sleepy how do you feel about that new japan new japan's a fucking amazing call great new call japan. New Japan's strong. He could lose to Jay White in the US of J challenge. I like no, 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 no. I want him to go to Japan, not this fucking California nonsense with Filthy Bumpy. Tom and Jay White pretending to be the fucking big star. I oh. want him to fucking wrestle Naito. I want him to wrestle Ibushi. I want him ah. to wrestle Tanahashi. That's a push team, right? Can't, can't wrestle anybody. I know. <laughs> I'm not no, dumb. No one's pretending to be a star. Yeah, he is. Jay White is the first ever grand slam champion in new japan wrestling history i don't know if you know let me do my kevin impression for that one (laughs) that wasn't what i was doing i don't i know what you that wasn't what i meant to do at all at all so enjoy that for yourself i guess (laughs) you know real quick shout out to uh shout out to kate and ryan from the mark order podcast and everything else that they do they've been helping me (laughs) Number one, for keeping you off the Wednesday show. It's actually listenable. But two, for actually helping us get our website in running order. Those guys, you know, Ryan's been helping me with the tech stuff. Kate's been giving us a lot of shit uh, to develop things behind the scenes. So thank you to both of those guys. I want to make sure I give them a shout out. I was not on last week's show because I have to get up at had to get up at five o'clock in the morning. Like I have to do tomorrow for work. Hmm. So well, then what are we still doing here? Good night, everybody. No, good night. It's not. I'm not, it's not even nine thirty yet. Nine thirty, Grandpa. And I couldn't do the post dynamite show till one o'clock in the morning. What's wrong with you? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> That's what farting? it was. That yes, fart? I'm farting. What? All right. What? Let's hit. Let's hit uh, do I have one of these? The three count for A E Dub. Oh, big announcement coming in a week or two. I wasn't going to bring it up because Tony fucking hates on it, but Tony Khan, I will now, has a giant game-changing. He says it'll change the professional wrestling uh, history. Ah, uh, nope. That's it's my an, prediction. It's a historic announcement, and people think he's going to make it on Wednesday on the show with Dynamite. In the great words of Beaky Buzzard, oh, 
Every fucking week is in a major. You know what happens when you cry wolf too much? Nobody gives a shit anymore. Tony, I actually, I disagree. Uh, Well, you know, it's. When when did he cry wolf? The point is, every fucking week, it's like they have this earth shattering announcement or the game is going to change when when this Wednesday happens. He's a promoter. What do you want him to do? Stop! What do you mean? If you're if you're a promoter, if you're owner of a company, why would you stop teasing people to tune into your show? No, it Kev, it's it's the greatest thing to ever happen in wrestling every fucking week. Is he a fucking magician? How is he how is he supposed to control the timeline of what happens that to, to his company if it just so happens that every week for the last three weeks something great falls into his lap that he can take advantage of? Why not get it out there? Well, I think the point is in the introduction. You can't fucking say like, oh, I know we said last week was the greatest of all time, but this week, holy shit, batting down the hatches. All right, well, this Until week, next week happens, and that's going to be fucking the greatest thing I, ever, All too. right, so here's the thing. You don't say that this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. You say it after last week. You don't say it before next week. You say that next week. I think your semantics are confusing. No. What? Yeah, all I'm saying is every week cannot be the greatest thing to happen in wrestling, and that's of course it can until the next week. Oh, whatever. What do you mean? It worked so great for WCW. They did that every fucking week, and where are they now? After a while, nobody gives a shit. It's like, oh, again, the greatest thing. I still give a shit. Uh, Matt, do you give a shit? I do give a shit. Well, good. That's two of you. Put your heads together and make an ass out of yourselves. But I do understand where Tony (laughs) is coming from. Of course, the point is valid to an extent, but ah, you see, now you agree with me. It's like fuck you, Tony. But he may be right. I don't know. No, I no, I disagree with you a hundred percent. But I there's there's there can be an argument to be made if it's presented validly. Sure. How many huge announcements can you make at some point until you don't think one's huge, and then you just don't make the announcement? Right. But do they have the hindsight? Because we all know Tony Khan's a little bit off the rails. Yeah. Well, he may be on the rails, depending on who you're talking to. (laughs) Do they have the hindsight? Like, clearly, I don't think he has a PR guy. Like, Tony Khan just does whatever fuck he wants to do because he's a bazillionaire. Does someone have the hindsight to be like, hey, dude, like, stop with the, it's going to be huge. And then, like, fucking Chip from Chippendale shows up or something like that. So here's the thing in my response to that. What he's doing is not so like offensive or like if he does disappoint, it's not the end of the world. So like, and I kind of mentioned this, when he does hype announcements, they are kind of anticlimactic as opposed when the surprises just happen. So there is something to be said for that, but he's not doing anything that like, listen, like like, who hasn't done it? Bischoff's done it. McMahon's done it. Dixie Carter's done it. They've all done it. Matthew Birch says Tony Khan's hyping up big announcements all the time gives off Dixie Carter vibes every time I see him do it. All right, here's the difference though. <laughs> AEW is not what TNA was. It's just not. Who who said that? That was that was uh, the True Prince of Pro. That was and the I meant- True Prince of Pro. Yes. Yeah. And they've all done it. Like I, I I rattled off Dixie Carter before I even saw that that thing. That yeah, it, it's it's happened before, but it's not. It's not so like people should stop like lambasting him for just saying, hey, I got something big to say. And then it'll probably be big. 
Let's hope. He said, I have a huge announcement coming, and nobody knows what it is. It's going to be something very important in the wrestling business. It's not just one particular piece of talent, something very special. I'm really excited about it, and I believe it is something uh, It is something we will be in a position to announce on Wednesday. All right, there you go. Beautiful. So I'll have to tune in and see. But if you watch Dynamite Wednesday night, you'll see Buddy Matthews uh, is now part of the AEW roster, and he has aligned himself with the House of Black. Uh, so that was pretty cool. It's also being announced that uh, Shane Strickland. I hate cynics. I hate them. I'm sorry. I just hate them. Just let it fucking play out. I'm sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Yeah, we're ending at 10 o'clock. Sure. Sorry, do a, we do a wrestling podcast. We never let anything play out. Uh, <laughs> Shane Strickland is signed to AEW, apparently, according to Fightful. Um, yes. So that's pretty big news. Uh, but the Steve Max point, you know, at some point the releases are coming. Uh, it looks like we have this for AEW Revolution this weekend, my friends. Uh, Hangman Ooh. Adam Page, Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship title. Britt Baker defends her women's championship against Thunder Rosa. Uh, the AEW tag team titles will be on the line in a three-way dance as Jurassic Express defends against Red Dragon. And whoever wins the tag team battle royal this Wednesday night. Jade Cargill will defend her TBS championship against Tay Conte. John Moxley will take on Brian Danielson. CM Punk and MJF in a dog collar match. Our revolutionary uh, ladder match with Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee, Ricky Starks, and a couple more TBDs. Uh, Matt Hardy, Andrade El Idolo, and Isaiah Cassidy take on Sting, Dobby, Allen, and Sammy Guevara in a Tornado Trios match. Bro, tell me... When the last time you saw a stack card like this, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, AEW knows how to give them to us. Oh, so. yeah, fucking amazing! <laughs> fucking amazing. Wardlow and fucking Willie Hobbs in a fucking ladder match. Whoa, what do you have against what, Wardlow? What do you oh. have against Hobbs? Nothing. Why are you putting these fucking slabs of beef in a ladder match? Enough with the shit already. It's, it's never been done before. Oh, fucking A, dude. The greatest thing in pro wrestling, Willie Hobbs and Wardlow in a ladder match. Oh, oh my god. Tony, as a as a as a as a big beefy guy yourself, I feel like you'd appreciate big beefy. No, guys. not a fucking ladder. <laughs> Dude, when I'm on a ladder, I'm scared to death. I'm gonna fucking fall and break my ass. Think I wanna see these two big chunguses climbing a ladder? Fuck no. <laughs> Chung- They're gonna reinforce the ladders. <laughs> Like fucking chung guy climbing for fucking what a fucking poker chip or a briefcase oh. or a fucking clipboard fuck you just hate aew and it boggles my mind why no i didn't there were certain matches i didn't bitch about that one yes and i can't wait to see what a disaster tay conti and jade cargill's gonna be oh Ooh, fuck who's gonna have, lead who on that one have you ever heard of a concept called building new stars and making people all right, we'll relevant. see what stars get built in this match. I'll in the ladder match, totally interested. No, the fucking women's match. Stick with it. Come on, no, they're already stars. Ty is more over now, and and Jade's a star, so they're both stars. Okay, let's see what kind of star match they put on on the pay per view. Starman is not in this match. Oh brother, <laughs> you fucking and, dick. Uh, we will have our picks uh, by Sunday, and they will be on social media for you to follow along. So. Follow at Wizards Podcast on social media for that. Uh, Tony, since you're all fired up, full of piss and vinegar, let's keep that train rolling. The three count on the NWA. What do you got for us this week, big guy? I don't know what they were going for in NWA USA. There was a silly segment where Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch, and Idol Stevens. Yeah, I don't know. 
Austin Idol. I don't know why I came up with Idol Stevens. Where they were all at the podium with Kyle Davis. And apparently, I don't know what the joke was, but it was like Austin Idol was Nick Aldis's manager when he won the 10 pounds of gold. And now they're doing a GoFundMe for Austin Idol and fucking Idol management enterprise. I had no idea what this was supposed to be, but they were all fucking laughing and have a good time. It just entertained the fuck out of me. Uh, Raven started his shit again because fucking May Valentine slapped Nat- Natalia Markova, whatever the fucking name is, and Medusa came out and she's like, "You get out of here, get off my show, get out of get out of this building, get the hell out." She threw Raven out. Good for her. Oh, good for her. Finally getting some fucking peace and order in NWA USA. What? Tim Storm couldn't step up and throw out. Tim Storm is back on commentary. Thank God. I thought he was the commissioner. He is, but this was Medusa's chance to fucking throw throw Raven out. And Raven's like, oh, calm down. She's like, no, I'm not coming down. You get your ass out. I was like, yes. Yes. Hmm. All right. Number one, though, for the week came from NWA Power. Rhett Titus and Colby Carino had a banger of a two out of three falls match. Amazing shit. The referee was on top of shit. Fucking Colby Carino's a cheating motherfucker, and he stole two wins from him. Fucking great match. Go out of your way to go to that Tony, two out of three fall match. I'm Why? sorry to interrupt you. Uh, do you know how great this match was? I told Matt before we went on the air. It. it I love this match, and it took me so long to realize that the referee was Keenan. Oh, yeah. And oh, I didn't yeah. even know. I didn't, it, it took. I didn't even notice it till he, he's put on a few LBSs. No, no, I, I, that wasn't my point. I was saying that's how good the match was. So I didn't notice a former guest of the podcast as the referee. But he was so good in this match too because he was on top of everything, and it didn't. It made it seem like he was trying to be fair, but then he got caught like not paying attention, and that's yeah. that was the downfall yep. for Titus. It was fucking beautifully done. Beautifully yeah. done. Made it a you point watch to anything, watch this. Yeah. Anything from NWA this week, watch that match. Two out of three falls. Good shit. Oh, good Nelly's shit. Showing up late. Late night Nelly. Matt, you want to go MLW? I know you're waiting to fucking chomp at the bit for MLW. You don't have anything else from the NWA? No, that's it. That's the three count. Three All, right. All right. I'm just making sure, man. Three I didn't things, want to man. feel like you're rushing around. All right. Well, talk to us about the MLW. Oh, before we do that, I just want you to know, uh, violence is forever, and the Bad News Boys will be two of the play-in teams for this year's Crockett Cup tournament. Nice. Yep. What do you think of Violence is Forever being in there? I know you're. I know you're fans of uh, Dominic Carini and. Kevin I don't Coo. really like Dominic Carini. I, uh, I can do with Kevin Koo, but Dominic Carini, I'm not a fan of. So, it is what it is, right? Yep. Okay, so there's a lot of there was a lot of interesting shit on MLW this week, but I'm gonna go to the fucking big points because this is the three count. Uh, we're getting we got Mads Kruger and Jacob Fatu. This was a fucking great match. Mads Kruger looks a lot better when he's wearing his shirt as opposed to shirtless when they were in Crash in Mexico. So good on him. Uh, even Akira Kwan got involved in this thing. Yo, Mads Kruger had a dive to the outside. It was perfect. He didn't fucking over rotate. He didn't almost land on his head. He fucking shot out like a missile and almost put Jacob Fatu in the fourth row. Fucking beautiful. I love this match more than any right to. It was good times. Jacob Fatu, after all the hype, comes back, gets a fucking big win over Mads, takes out Kevin Koo. Good shit. Number two, Richard Holiday, another interview. Uh, He goes in to see the fucking El Jefe, and he's like, I want what's mine. And El Jefe's like, you know what? You can get what's yours. Problem is, Davey Richards got a title match. You know, it'd be a shame if Davey Richards didn't make it to that title match. And that ma- that match supposedly happened this past weekend. No spoilers. But Richard Holiday maybe was going to take Davey Richards out of the title match and step up. Who knows? This fucking dynasty shit is some serious shit, man. 
But this is number one, and this is Matt's favorite fucking thing in MLW history. There was a six-man tag where St. Laurent introduced his new signee, who was like the fucking greatest thing since Andre the Giant. Kevin, Matt, we were introduced to all three-foot-nothing of Microman. Holy shit. Let me tell you something right off the bat. This little motherfucker was over like, like fucking Rover with the crowd. People were eating this shit up. You know who wasn't eating it up? You know who was eating the pin? Fucking Gino Medino fucking took an ass kicking of the nth degree when he fucking laid down for fucking Microman. On top of that, Microman signs a multi-year deal with MLW. On top of that, fucking Gino Medino is pissed off and started beating people up at ringside. What the fuck are they doing with Gino Medina? Look, I get it. The guy was entertaining. Why are they throwing a contract at him? Where's this going to go? I don't fucking know. I'm not really giving a shit about it, but I do feel bad for Gino Medina because he had to put up with this bullshit. And that's your fucking MLW three count. Thoughts? Microman. Microman indeed. And I'm telling you, when I say he was over, he was over. People were losing their shit for him. Yeah, they, uh, I don't know. I just don't know where it goes. Where does it go? Where does it go? I don't go? know. I don't know. He's in a bunch know. of six-man tag matches with Gino Medino. I have no uh, idea. I feel so bad for Gino Medina, dude. It was fucking horrible. It was horrible. I was not a, not a fan of it, but uh, I'm not really a fan of uh, what MLW is doing right now. So, No, the holiday, the holiday Hammerstone shit is pretty good. That's pretty good shit. I'm enjoying that storyline. All right. Yep. So why wasn't that in your why wasn't that in your your takeaways then if you like it? It was. It was a second takeaway. All right. That's right. I remember it very well. <laughs> and I'm the tired one. No. Kevin, I was just the three count on impact. That's right. There you go. Break down the fourth wall. Three count on impact. A loaded show. We're still uh on the heels of honor no more being allowed to be an impact wrestling. And of course this was Eddie Edwards um, explanation. That will be number one. So number three is going to be uh, right away. Go ahead and watch uh, uh, Deanna Parazu versus uh, uh, Lady Frost. Uh, Tony used the term before a banger. Watch this match in incredible match. And then immediately followed by a tease with Giselle Shaw coming in. She saw the spotlight available for her. She came down and, She's going to try to make her way in, but go ahead and watch Deanna Parazu versus Lady Frost. Uh, three count, uh, the two count, I guess we would call it, uh, would be the Bullet Club explaining why they got rid of uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, shedding dead weight. And uh, of course, the Bullet Club now is uh, consisting of Jay White, uh, the Good Brothers, and Chris Bay. So, and they get into a backstage brawl with, uh, with, uh, uh, violent by design who still have a a, a, a a business relationship with the good brothers and they'll they will be fighting at sacrifice for the tag team championships and the number one uh would be again like i said earlier would be the eddie edwards explanation of why he joined uh violent by uh or why he joined uh, honor no more it's because he was sick of uh waiting while Kenny Omega, Moose, Josh Alexander couldn't get the job done. And when Josh Alexander did get the job done, they chose him over uh, Eddie Edwards. And Eddie Edwards is very bitter. Alicia Edwards, his wife, comes out. And uh, Eddie Edwards pretty much just turned his back on on the wifey. So a lot of stuff happening there. Heath will be challenging uh, Moose at Sacrifice this this weekend. Heath and uh, Moose had a nice little uh, back and forth in the original 
and the open. So the that was that. So three takeaways are um, uh, the Bullet Club uh, explaining why they got rid of uh, uh, Girls of Destiny, uh, Virtuosa and Lady Frost with a banger, and Eddie Edwards explaining his actions as why he joined uh, Honor No More. I saw that interview. That interview is amazing. Please search it out and find it. Eddie Edwards was on point on the money fucking diamonds on this thing yeah and i agree with that 100 percent because he's you don't when you think of eddie edwards you don't think of like a 100 percent promo guy and but he like laid it in and he was good fucking nailed everything everything definitely good and even moose beforehand in the in the open was was really good as well so that's honorable mention i guess moose hey this is moose that's right so Oh my god! People, people actually <laughs> love people love the moose drop. By the way, no. If this was like an hour ago, if this was an hour ago, we could have like a field day with this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no surrender show is. Uh, what did I say? Sacrifice or no surrender? No surrender is this weekend. <laughs> no surrender takes place Saturday. Oh baby, hey. moose! Oh, I'm hey. sorry. Hey. Uh, you're right, Kevin. It was sacrifice. My apologies. I may have said no surrender, so maybe that's what it was. Uh, quick three count for N- and not NXT. My apologies. <laughs> like five fingers here. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Chris Dickinson is returning in April uh, to the April 1st show. He will be taking on Minoru Suzuki, I believe. Uh, also, in the New Japan Cup, which is taking place this week. It starts... Sunday night, Monday morning. No Kota Ibushi, no Hiroshi Tenzan. Uh, Tenzan has a knee injury, and they decided that uh, it would be safe to keep Kota Ibushi out of the tournament uh, and let him recover, be 100% versus risking him being injured more. That's smart. One more last three count. GCW had a huge weekend. Uh, Brian Myers and Matt Cardona took on Joey Janela and X-Pac. Um him and uh, X-Pac and Janela beat Cardona and Brian Myers. X-Pac announced that it had uh, that if had, it would have been his last match. Uh, and just as the crowd was lovingly applauding X-Pac, Joey Janela super kicked his head clean off his shoulders. Uh, so it looks like we're going to have a Joey Janela X-Pac feud. Also, uh, Kevin's fuckboy decided to get in Chris Dickinson's face. So, uh, it's been nice knowing Matt Cardona because uh, Chris Dickinson is going to fucking kill him. Ah, Dickinson doesn't send a chance. Uh, AJ Gray called out John Moxley, and it looks like that will be a title at uh, GCW Spring Break, Spring Break over WrestleMania weekend. Uh, John Moxley defending the GCW title against AJ Gray, uh, as well as Mance Warner issuing uh, a challenge to the GCW Tag Team Champions Nick Gage and Matt Tremont. Uh, so it looks like Manser's going to get back in the ring with Matthew Justice and try and take back those GCW tag team titles. Nice. That's three count for GCW. Fuck yeah. Quick rundown of all this stuff. Undertaker's going into the Hall of Fame. I don't think any of us have a problem with that. Nope. And uh, it also seems that it's not going to be just him. So it looks like there's going to be more inductees to be announced soon. So that's awesome. I don't want it just to be a one guy show no, yeah weird. i saw that floated around I, I agree with you kev i it's got he's got to be the head of the class but there's yeah. got to be other people there's got to be other people uh we have a booked jam-packed march for you uh march 7th carl fredericks from the new japan uh la dojo 
Uh, March 14th, Anthony Henry, Evolve Superstar, former NXT Superstar. 21st is to be determined. There's a couple uh, emails out there. And then March 28th, Alex Coughlin, uh, also from the New Japan LA Dojo. Uh, Plus, you'll get uh, Kevin's Top 5 one week, a Wizard Rewind one week. Uh, Can you beat that challenge? And a down the aisle. Uh, So we are trying to give you the best possible content available uh, from us, the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I know this will probably be our last three-hour show, I hope. I hope. For yeah. a while. Uh, yeah. One more uh, story we forgot. What do we forget? The Gabriel Kid. Oh. Oh. Sonny! Oh, he's got to bring us down, man. Sonny! We got to talk about it. At least Sweet. for a minute. I don't, have, I don't have it in my notes. Alright, well then I'll just you know, it's, she was arrested again. Please get help. Please help Sonny. Just I say think, a prayer for Sonny. All right, at this point, positive just, vibes for Sonny. You know, I'll say it. At this point, her help is to stay where she is. That's and it. Clink. Yeah. Keep her yeah. in the clink. Because, dude, again, the rap sheet. The rap sheet was everything she's been in trouble for for the past ten years. It's all the same shit. All right. So here's the thing with her. She ha- she makes, and I, you know what? I'm not even gonna do it. So. It's not even a big deal, but hopefully she stays where she is for a long time and or a year, maybe year and a half, and figure something out. I just, or, I just and, I, and surrounds herself. I can't even say that because I don't know anybody that she hangs out with. I, I just keep wishing and praying that you know she hits that point where she's going to turn it all around. And I don't, I don't know if it's lack of effort, but something's got to change, man. Something's got to change. And I don't know if I speak for you guys anymore, but. I do feel for her. I like her. I think she's an awesome person, but she's got some fucking issues and she's she's got to fucking deal with them, man. It's, I don't well, know no, what it's not, and, and that's what and that's what it is. It's it's the trouble that a lot of us, a lot of people face all the time. It's you can't get based on the charges that what she was charged with. It's a lot of it's addiction based. It's a lot. Yeah, of, it's all it's, the it's, same it's stuff. Either alcohol, it's either prescription, it's whatever it was. Again, I don't know because I haven't seen the police report, but it's not easy to. It's not easy. To, no, it's not. It's not. But it's heartbreaking. It's 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 yeah. getting to the point where you know and, something's got to change or something. You know, there's not going to be a good result, and it's a yeah. shame. It's a shame. It absolutely sucks, and I I tr- I truly wish her the best because she's again. I don't even know how to like, she's not like, go, she's not going to be getting out of there anytime soon unless she can, unless she was granted bail. I don't even know. No, but, she's, she's, she's on probation. She, that's a violation. She's going to be in there a while. I mean, unless she can post, unless someone can post yeah. or, or, or if, if it was even romantic, if you know, whatever it is. Anyway, I just, I, you, you don't even know how to reach out to someone like that. You're kind of on the outskirts of friendship with, but not really friends with. So like you don't even know what to do. Like what like what can we do? Like just not like there's nothing we can do. Just pray and hope for the best, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean well, to bring the show down, no, but I figured Sunny's an important. Sunny's like you know she's been a big part of the show for the past ten years, so we kind of got to bring it up, you know. I guess so. And I did, and now we're done. And now we're done. Uh, be sure to follow us on all forms of social media at Wizards Podcast. There's actually uh, what's it a link tree. Yes, we've got a link tree where one stop shopping. It'll get you every single thing you need to know about the Shining Wizards. Yeah, so it's uh, it's right in our Twitter profile. You click on it, you can find out where to watch uh, the show, uh, all the social media platforms, all the places you can listen to the podcast, the Discord. 
Patreon, the T-shirts, the website, which Tony is redesigning, uh, all sorts of good stuff going on in the Shining Wizards camp. And please stay along for the ride. Tell your friends. we got a huge march uh, set up, and uh, we got the Patreon rocking and rolling. We recorded a crossword puzzle on Saturday, which will be available in March. That'll be up uh, soon. Yeah. A lot of fun with that. We made a lot of references to that tonight, inside jokes. Uh, we're going to record something Sunday. Uh, a little bonus episode and, and we're just you know going to try and pump out as much content as we can for you guys because we appreciate you supporting the shining wizard wrestling podcast please tell your friends tell them to tune in check us out we had a great interview tonight with kid bandit yeah. great catching up with steve monster mac uh and a great time with kevin and tony and myself i don't know i don't know no. why i said myself no because you were a part of it you're a big yeah. part of it you were you're a great a part of too. it yeah you listen i love you Someone's I, I love both of you guys. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. That... <laughs> All right. All right. We'll be back <laughs> next week. Care. Same time, same groovy station. Son of a bitch. You Good night, Gracie. Why? <laughs> Why? Into space. What? Oh, God. You're playing music? Do, do, do. Good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Oh, Come boy. on over your Man. Gracie, Gracie. Press the stop because I'll keep going. You I know. I'm working on it. I got to get out those fake boots.